Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Greetings and welcome back to the Bad Movie Cult podcast. My name is Dominic Lawton. Each week we discuss a film. We literally walk you through the film... Continue. <laughs> and at the end of it, we decide whether it's bad enough to be inducted into the bad movie cult or it lives to fight another day. And with me to help me on my quest is my co-host, Mr. Kemby Wild. Hello, everybody. This week, we are covering the 1990 Lucas Lowe film, King of the Kickboxers. Yes. <laughs> In mysterious Thailand, the home of the world's deadliest sport. When the cameras roll, death awaits. Interpol paid me a visit today, asked about a loan out. And you lucky stiff, I'm going to send you over there. But where's over there? My luck, it'll be Jersey. No, it's better than Jersey. Thailand. of these films are for real. That's where the action and the market is. Business is very good, but to meet the demand, somebody has to get killed. A New York cop becomes part of this secret world in the steaming jungles of Thailand. Masquerading as a fighter, he is really on a mission of vengeance. You're not hitting me with that! My proverbs say success come through pain. Been 10 years now, and death is just around the corner. I'm ready to face it. I don't fear it. Then you stand a chance against Khan. Encountering the most deadly enemy. There's no winner or loser. Only life or death. To conquer this enemy, he has to learn to enter the ring without fear completely and totally ready to die. Only one man will leave the ring alive, and he will be the king of the kickboxers. IMDb rating of 5.8 out of 10. Really? Mm. Nice. It's not bad, is it? Yeah, it's top notch. Well done. And a Rotten Tomatoes audience rating of 58%. Oh, yes. This film is also known as Karate Tiger 5. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why not? And No Retreat, No Surrender 4. Okay. Uh, The plot for you, Ken. Mm -hmm. A cop goes undercover in Thailand to avenge his brother's death. Nice. Short and to the point. Yeah, not much going on there, is there? It's just simple. Yeah. Brother's dead. Brother's dead. Vengeance. One tagline for you, Ken. Yep. In the ring of death, only one man can become king. That's all right. They've only got one, so that's the one you yeah, get. Yeah, that's all right. That not overly relevant when you have watched the film. No. But still, yeah, why not? Nice one. 
Well, the film starts cracking straight into it with credits, and we get an and credit, don't we, Kenneth? Of course we do. Uh, it's... I don't really know how to pronounce his name. He's been in a lot of stuff, though. It's Richard Jekyll as Captain O'Day. Yes. <laughs> it's like Captain O of the day. Captain O.T. Day. Yeah, yeah, like soup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a new one every day, different captain. And today, it's it's Richard Jekyll. Uh, we get underway with a caption. It's June 1981, Bangkok. Looks like we're in a kickboxing tournament. We've got two men going at it in the ring. And by that, I mean kickboxing, not graphic sex. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't say thanks for clearing that up, but uh, <laughs> that would have been if it had been graphic sex. And we get some little dweeb at ringside cheering the American fighter on. And uh, it's actually the American that wins, and uh, he gets in the ring, this little pathetic piece of shit. He certainly is, isn't he? And hugs him, celebrates with him whilst he's holding a picture of himself in the fighter, I think. Uh, it reminds me of uh, when you rushed the stage at the Steven Seagal concert, Ken. Yes, yeah. Uh, I got a photograph of me and uh, nobody else. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're all gone. Yes. Yeah, he gets a, he's a Polaroid, isn't it? Yeah. Which uh, ages the film perfectly. Yes, yeah. It's of um, it's of the American fighter who turns out it, these two are brothers, basically. You may remember similar ideas from the film Kickboxer. Yeah, there's a few little yeah, similarities maybe, maybe. here. You, in there. you may remember that from the Van Damme film with the word Kickboxer also in the title. I mean, this would have come out pretty much straight after, wouldn't it? So I guess they're just like, yeah, just fucking do Kickboxer. <laughs> Why not? Eh? Yeah, that was popular. Yeah, they get the fuck out of there anyway after the fight finishes. They get in one of those little, like, um, rickshaw. Rickshaw, like tuk-tuks or whatever yeah. the fuck they are. And we actually see that they're being followed by a car. Follows them out yeah, of the place. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good that they are because their chat in there is absolutely inane bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. I'm so glad that you won, brother. Oh, God. Yeah, you, you know, you have to keep referring to the relationship that you have with the other person in case they've forgotten. The little brother says, you were great. I really love being here. Thanks for bringing me. The brother says, I wouldn't go anywhere without you, little brother. Yeah. Oh, God. That explains who that is. Yeah. Yeah, and why he's there, because he's just there. Uh, The little brother mentions how the crowd didn't like an American winning the championship. Uh, The older one says that they just came to see a good fight, and he gave them one. And just as he says that, two motorbikes cut the the scooter taxi thing off, and uh, the car pulls up as well behind them. The older brother gets out to see what's going on, and is immediately attacked by four guys. What I like is that the driver of that uh, little taxi cab uh, just fucks off. Yeah, well, you would. Just gets out just runs away. We never see him again. Don't know whether whether he got home, whether he was also killed whether anything bad happened to him, or whether he's just thought, ah, fuck this. Yeah. I'm just gone home. Some say he's still running to this day. <laughs> he may well be. It's a long time, though, isn't it? Billy Blanks turns up now. He dispatches those kids easily, the ones that are attacking him. He's got an M16 assault rifle. Yeah, he does, yeah. I've, I've put in that. I've, I've put machine gun blanks. But obviously, they're not blanks. Yeah. They'd be useless, to, wouldn't they, in a combat situation? It would. He starts shooting at him, but it's okay because he rolled as a roly-poly. Yeah, yeah, so he, he misses with all of them. Yes. Yeah, that's that's how he used to do it in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, just move, do somersaults and that. Can't shoot for shit back then. No. Billy, I put Billy Blanks is looking good here in his red tracksuit. Unzipped all the way down, but not undone. Quite right. Just showing off his abs, you yeah. know. He's, um, I put that uh, I thought he was a robot. 
He does seem like an android. He, he, he makes seems sense. all the way through the film. He seems quite robotic. The brother says, come to congratulate me, huh? And Billy Blank says, you are not to win tonight. You are not to win tonight. Now that's fucking Mickey from yeah, Rocky, isn't it? the hell that is, yeah. <laughs> hey, Rock. Stay down, Rock. Hey, this is Billy Blanks. You were not to win tonight. <laughs> That's Billy Blanks, the uh, elderly white guy who used to play the penguin in a Batman. <laughs> you remember him. Remember him from that. Yeah. And the brother says, You I... shouldn't have won. This way he says. Oh. That's much better than your impression, I think. I couldn't help it. He wasn't much competition, says the brother. And as he says that, I laughed out loud because one of the goons decides to randomly go over and kick the little brother in the face. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one of them faces, haven't he? You know, you just think, I'll oh, just quickly kick him in the face. Look at him. Yeah. He's not expecting this. Billy Blank says, An American can never be champion. You shouldn't have won the fight tonight. And you won't win this one. And uh, Billy Blanks points the rifle at the, the brother. And he shoots, more rolling. It's, it's true. I mean, you're not going to win that fight, are you? Against an assault yeah. rifle. <laughs> you're not going to, are you? I don't think no so. No matter how skilled you are in martial arts. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much, that's a, that's, that's a nailed on <laughs> yeah, bet. That's death. Yeah, that's a bet that he's going to win. But luckily, he rolls out the way, meaning all Billy Blanks does is blow the taxi <laughs> yeah, up. Immediately. Yeah. With the first bullet just <laughs> yeah. explodes immediately. They're very dangerous things dangerous mode of transport yeah well the older brother he gets surrounded by armed men and tries to tell them that he does his best fighting in the ring yeah because it'd be the time to argue that wouldn't it yes (laughs) it'd be the time to say i don't want to fight yeah when like stuff's exploding and your brother's (laughs) being battered yeah you think well i'm not fighting no 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 oh no 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 before he can finish that sentence though billy blank springs into the scene with a high kick yeah very good and soon enough, they start fighting in front of the burning taxi wreckage. Uh, what did you think to this fight, Ken? I like it. I, li- mm. I like the fights. Yeah. I think the fight I- the fights in this are really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's the rest of the film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's when they're not fighting. That's the problem. I like the sort of jump double scissor kick to it's the side pathetic. of the head. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely pathetic. <laughs> It's it's so pathetic, and it's made even more pathetic by the amount of times we get to see it. Yeah, and it's in slow mo. You're thinking that's awful. He does a jump basically, and he like his feet come like down on either side of the guy's head, like a big scissor kick, and then he follows that up with a two footed drop kick, drop kick, and then around the house jumping kick. Yeah. He's like falling to the ground after each of these, but he's like consistently back up doing the kick. Like, like there's no way he could do it. But this is enough to kill the brother. <laughs> Somehow this kills him. This kickboxing champion of the world, yeah, has been killed by a pathetic scissor kick to the chops. A drop kick. A drop kick to the chest and then just a kick. Around the house kick. Yeah. It's, it's quite good. That, that last one's quite good. I don't know if it is around the house kick. I think that's like a front kick, jumping front kick. Yeah, he it? does a little spin. Gives him right into his, um, right into his solar plexus. He gets blood splatter as he goes. It sprays blood as he flips backwards. He does a little spin there. You can see his little buttocks. Yeah, very powerful buttocks. Yeah. At the geeky younger brother, he breaks free from the goons, grabs his brother who's dead on the floor. He's cross-eyed as well, which I like. He cross-eyed, yeah, when he smacks his face into the sand. Yeah, he's <laughs> he <goes> cross-eyed. <laughs> 
Classic being dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the little lad screams into the air. Yeah, we get one of those. We get a nice early, no! Uh, Billy Blanks grabs him around the neck and uh, he takes the picture off him that he still has in his hand, has a little look at it, throws it to the floor, and he also snaps the medal as he's holding the medal that his brother won. He's got his championship belt, hasn't he? Yeah. He snaps that in half. And throws it into the fire as well. Uh, another laugh out loud moment again for me with the POV leg shots to the kid's face. And yeah. they're just like... Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> <laughs> Quite right, too. And finally, Blanks uses his foot to bring him closer, grabs him by the hair, and he says, something to remember me by. And uh, around the house kicks him unconscious. Yeah. Why has he not killed him? There'd be no reason not to. Exactly. I know it's for the film, for film purposes. Yeah. Otherwise, that would have just been, mind you, that's still been good. He could have had another brother. But then again, I suppose, no, it always has to be witnessed, doesn't it? Yeah. It's the turnaround, because he's a pathetic twat, isn't he, in this part? Yeah. He's... And then he, he grows up to be an annoying twat. Well, you say grows up. This is only nine years later. <laughs> yeah. He's changed a lot, though, hasn't he? Fair he play has, to yeah. him. Fair play to the lad. What did you think to that first that first scene then, Ken? The um, introduction to the, the bad guy? It's very swift. It doesn't mess about. It just cracks in. He's a winner. Nice one. We're so happy. Nothing could be better than this. Billy Blanks ruins it. And um, yeah, apart from apart from his kill method, which was just poor. There's no way as a as a world champion kickboxer you could not see that split kick. Yeah, approaching. Because it takes a lot of time. First of all, he's got to generate the upwards mobility, which would mean he would possibly have to crouch, then leap. And as he's leaping, his legs would have to split open. Legs akimbo. Yeah, then then swing back inwards. So it's a lengthy move for somebody just to stand there watching it and think, what the hell is going Ow! Yeah, even it wouldn't hurt. You couldn't get the, no. the power to discombobulate. Hulk Hogan... When he used to do the uh, the ear clap, that would hurt. Yeah, and that was quick. Yeah, you know because you just do it because you got your your hands are there, aren't they? To do it with feet, no. And then a drop kick. What's the point? Yeah. And then that last kick ain't gonna really gonna kill you, is it? No. Although it's Billy Blanks, maybe. I mean, you got to imagine there's a fair bit of power behind them, but no. <laughs> no, I don't think it's killer moves for no. me. Not for me. However, uh, it, it's great fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a nice little set piece in front of the burning fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looks burning, nice. Uh, it looks taxi. nice. Yeah. And the bit before that where they're actually having fights and stuff, that, that's quite good. But right in the it, ring. It just, yeah, it just got ridiculous very quick. <laughs> yeah. We get another caption anyway. March 1991, New York. So this isn't quite 10 years later. So it, say if that kid was, what, 14 at the time maybe? Yeah. He's 24 now. We get the classic shots of, um, you know, so it's uh, we know it's New York, the Statue of Liberty, World Trade Center, Brooklyn Bridge, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Uh, we stop at a red van parked and we find out it's police surveillance. They're watching a man with a suitcase full of cash heading to a drop-off. Yeah, they're on a sting operation, undercover. Yeah, and I love the look of this guy. He's got a leather jacket, black do-rag and wrap-around Bret Hart-style sunglasses. Yep. Which I've written looks ridiculous. He does look ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. But it, hey, it was 1990. We all look like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I looked like when I went to me drug deals. <laughs> Do rag on. 
<laughs> like fucking Jesse Ventura. Yeah, I did, yeah. Uh, he made used a... to think I was him. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you released your workout tape. Exactly. He meets a group of suited men in a warehouse, and the boss sitting down has a tremendous mullet, even for the time you period. You never guess who that is. Who is it? It's Jerry Trimble. Who the fuck's Jerry Trimble? Jerry Trimble's got the fastest kicking on record. Bloody hell. He's the a, he's a man. He's the man, Mr. Jerry Trimble. Fastest mullet in the West. He's got a hell of a mullet. I really it's appreciated superb. his mullet. Sure. He's, um, he's in um, Terminator Woman. Nice. Yeah, thanks. I've described his mullet as short on top, party around the back. Damn right. You yeah. show me yours, I'll show you mine, says Durag Fuck. Yeah, I put a... Jerry Trimble in a warehouse with a mullet. Yes. Yeah, which describes that perfectly. Yeah, which is which a... is always Ken's guess when we play Cluedo. <laughs> 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 it's usually right. Yeah, I don't know how you've rigged it. Yeah, well, we've only got three cards, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> You've <laughs> just got to get the first guess in. Hey, there we go. Bad movie cult themed Cluedo set. Oh, we, we merch. Merch. Yeah. Let me write it down. We fucking book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can have like weapons, like, you know. Is the weapon just always a mullet? It could be. And then. <laughs> That'd be easy, though, wouldn't it? It's always Jerry Trimble. Oh, shit, yeah. It's always in a warehouse. That's yeah. exactly what I've just said. Oh, damn it. That's why I keep winning. That's, yeah, we're it's gonna have to. Easy. We're gonna have to think about this. Clued, bad movie called Theme Cluedo. I think we could do the whole thing with board games. We could just run the whole thing. Do yeah. Monopoly. Yeah. Easy that. Well, it looks like we got ourselves a drug deal here, Kenneth. Uh, he, it's he, very realistic, isn't it? It's incredibly gritty. This uh, <laughs> this, this drug deal. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy walking in on these hoodlums. Durag Vuk just laughs like the Joker all the way through this. Yeah, he's such an annoying voice. Yeah. Really annoying, putting on a stupid accent. Yeah, he gives it a little taste. The the drugs, it's all in like um, like little baking pouches. Yeah, yeah. He does the knife slit, finger in it. Yeah, it's not even like knife slit. It's like open, just at the top there. Yeah, just like that. He does, and he spits it in back into the face of mullet fuck. <laughs> the mullet guy opens it, opens it because he's like, uh, it's my turn, I guess. <laughs> He's oh, laughing all the time. Yeah, they have a lot of laughter. So he opens the money case up, flips through the stack, and he says he thinks he's cheated him, and maybe he'll just keep them both, and points a gun at his head. And uh, Durag laughs and tells him there's not a penny missing, so just do yourself a favour and put the gun away happily. I'm thinking he might have read the direction, <laughs> or the <laughs> inflection that he's supposed to... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, laughs a bit more and asks them if he's ever if they've ever thought about what happens to the kids that use these drugs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who cares? Says Jerry Trimble in a mullet. In a mullet. Yeah, that's no sensitive mullet as we used to. Yeah, is it? This this is an evil mullet. Yes, <laughs> the worst kind of mullet. I care, Jackson. Says Durag. Um, I thought. Oh, he's called Jack. He's not called Jackson. He's not. No, he even he, says he does say. Why stop calling me Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird. He says, I'm not called Jackson. Are you a social worker or something? And uh, Durag says, no, but I'm the next best thing. I'm a cop. And he starts laughing again. And they all laugh. He does. You're J- Jackson? Yeah. Well, not Jackson. Jackson Trimble. Says, you're all right. You can hang around with them anytime you want. It's, it's a nice offer, isn't it? He's yeah. not all bad, is he? It's just Jerry Trimble. 
And Jerry Trimble says, ha, a fucking cop. To which Durag says, no, just a plain old cop. Fucking has got nothing to do with it, really. Really? Yeah, it means it implies there is a little bit of it. I am. Look, here's my badge, and I'm wearing a wire. And he instantly shot and killed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's in the manual for undercover cops mm. to do this, to uh, to openly expose yourself in such a way. Yes. Yeah, probably not the best idea, but uh, he's a live wire maverick. Yeah, I didn't fucking like this character. I don't like him film. at all, no. Yeah, he's what a, massively what unlikable, a isn't he? Yeah. He's a total dickhead. Uh, back in the truck, the officer listening in curses and goes into his uh, speaks into his radio, informing the Sarge that he's doing it again. So this isn't the first time he's done this. No, you'd stop sending him in. He, well, he's not the convincing. No, he's not convincing. He's <laughs> a fucking bad guy, is he? Imagine this is your undercover agent doing this fucking shenanigans. He's no Sylvester Stallone, is he? Nighthawks, just no. as a hooker. No, he's no Serpico, is he? He's certainly not. And he's been given carte blanche to do whatever the fuck he likes. <laughs> he he's has, chosen yeah. a do-rag and a wrap-around sunglasses. Yeah. Call people Jackson. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> that's his That's his method. And what he means by that is do-rag fuck gets the wire out, speaks into it, telling them no need for backup, he can handle these guys himself. Yeah. And the officer sends in the armed response team that are waiting in the wings. Back in the warehouse, Mullet tells the cop he just made a huge mistake. Yeah, big mistake. Huge mistake. He says he's going to die now, and Durag says, Not today, Jackson. And a uh, fight breaks out. Fight breaks out with um, a bit of a... Wah! He does do the yep, wah, yeah. He gives us that. There's more of that later on, and to better effect. He throws one guy through a crate after disarming him with a knife. He's like got a knife. Yeah. You don't usually see a group of drug dealers all proficient in martial arts, do you? But uh, it depends what gang they are. Yeah, this is yeah, the mullet gang. This is the mullet mullet martial arts gang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> MMG. Yeah, <laughs> he's picked the. He, thankfully, he's picked the right ones because they make him look good. Yes. Uh, the police swoop in just as he's finished kicking everyone's ass, but unfortunately, they've gone to the wrong warehouse. Oh, jeez! I tell you what. It's Loads of these police, isn't there? There's too many. There's like about thirty-three drug dealers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> about four of them to every bad guy. Yeah, yeah. There's far too many police. Uh, he gets on the uh, the radio, the the head of the the armed unit, and says he's tricked us again. Yeah, so he's done that again as well. So not only has he gone in and blown his own cover before, he's also telling them the wrong place to go and help him. He's a fucking liability, this guy. Yeah. I tell you what, Richard Jekyll as Captain O'Day, he's got some serious uh, disciplinary action to get to. But, uh, but more on that in a second. Yeah, we go back to the warehouse and the, the cops kick in um, Mullet's ass and ends up pressing an electric heater to his face, burning him. It's always good, though, isn't it, if you are on a drug deal, uh, to have a little bit of comfort and make sure it's warm enough for you and your henchmen <laughs> yeah, by having I a like small it. electric heater just uh, just nearby. Yeah, they get cold warehouses. They even, do. even in New York, you know. I mean, I don't. I know it looks nice on the films and everything, but it's probably a bit chilly in the old well, warehouse. Especially near winter, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's a very small heater, but it does the job, and it is plugged in because it burns his face. And he says, "Does that hurt? Huh? Good." <laughs> Good, you sell drugs to kids, you piece of shit. Oh, dear. Uh, the armed cops, they eventually turn up, and um, Durag gets up, goes over to them. What? No search warrant? He says. 
I'm going to have your butt for this, Donahue. Yeah. We find out this is this is the kid. This is Jake Donahue. It's Donahue. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> you remember Donahue from earlier? Remember when Billy Blank says, I'm going to beat you up now, Donahue? Yes. Yeah? No, he didn't. It just is. It just is him anyway. Um, and he, once he says, I'm going to have your butt for this, Donahue replies, promises, promises. Mm-hmm. Hey, clean this mess up for me, will ya? He pats the guy on the shoulder and heads out. Mission accomplished. Yep. What a prick. Yeah, what a dickhead, man. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Anyway, cut to the precinct, and here he is. It's Captain of the Day. On his door, it says Captain B.O. Day. Yeah, it does, yeah. B-Day. Yeah. (laughs) B.O. Yeah. Day. Captain (laughs) B.O. Yeah, but you wouldn't mess with him, because he is absolutely tearing him a new one. Well, he's, it sounds like he's giving his officers the rollicking of their lives because the dialogue, the one that the dialogue that I caught anyway, is saying that he's calling them a bunch of assholes who should be working toilets, all of them. But there's only him in there. Mm. Who's he? T- <laughs> he says all of them. And to be honest, if he put all of them on toilet duty, that's a massive uh, mismanagement of manpower, isn't it? Yeah, and they're fucking tabards. Mm. Just there, just cleaning toilets. Squeegees. I mean, I, I, admittedly, he sent 30 people in to arrest four. <laughs> but if they have 30 people on toilet duty, that's why there's captain of the day, you see. Because mm. the next day, it's someone else's problem, isn't it? It's true. So it's just Donahue in there anyway. And on a side note, Donahue looks more of a cunt without the do-rag. <laughs> He's still a prick, isn't Yeah. It? He's got feathered mullet in a suit two sizes too big for him. Yeah. Such was the style back in the day. Damn right it was. Captain B.O. is having a go at him about sending the armed police to the wrong warehouse, to which Donahue responds by telling him that, bottom line is, I got the job done. Captain admits Jake Donahue is the best goddamn undercover cop he's ever seen. (laughs) It doesn't even sound cool when he says that, though, does it? Yeah, but I got the job done, Captain. He still sounds like an idiot, like a whiny little Yeah, but dick. he's doing like the smirk, isn't he? He's yeah. just saying it like he's very fucking pleased with himself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he says he's the best undercover cop he's ever seen, but he's just pissing it away. Yeah, you've got to do it by the book, Donahue. Jake tells him that he took those bastards down clean. End of story. The captain brings up the very real cries of police brutality, <laughs> but Jake hasn't got time for that shit and tells the captain to cheer up. They got the bad guys and that's what they're paid for. Who cares if we fucking maim them? Yeah, who cares if I just burnt his face on a small heater that he brought for his own comfort? Yeah. Yeah, twisted by his own petard, Captain O'Day. Uh, The captain, he lets it go anyway and tells him about a new case he's being assigned to, which involves illegal movies. Yeah, that'll be the next thing, won't it? That's the next case on the table. He's um, Actually, he mentions the Wild West. He does mention. He mentions it too much. He says the Wild West, and we're wearing the white hats. Yeah, that's what, what Donahue says, it, isn't what's it? What's he talking about? Is that what it used to be? Yeah, all the good guys in westerns wore white hats. Is is that really true though? I don't know if it's massively true. I think it's like an accepted. Oh, okay. But they carried that on for ages. That yeah, time. yeah. That like, goes the on captain carries on with another sort of thing about the Wild West, then doesn't he? But yeah, he says that uh, illegal. Mo- talking about the uh, Will Smith film. Yeah. Doesn't he? Wiki, wiki, wild, wild west. That's what the captain says, yeah, and then breaks into some dancing. Yeah. While Donahue puts his do-rag back on. Yeah. And starts clapping. With his butt cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. 
he says illegal. Why don't you just say snuff films? That sounds cooler than illegal movie. It sounds like he's like going after the 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 um, people watching it online. Yeah, the online torrent sharers. <laughs> Sons of bitches. He says it involves illegal movies, Interpol, and a trip to Thailand. I guess that's what Interpol always do, is it? Sounds like it. Yeah, they always think. Uh, I tell you what, I know. Uh, maybe ask New York PD. Let's ask the NYPD if they've got anyone we can send to Thailand, even though we're the international police and we've probably got people there. Why don't we try and get somebody from New York to do it? Yeah. I hear there's a man with a do-rag. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like he'd blend right in. Yeah, who gets the job done no matter what. Rumour has it he's just kicked Jerry Trimble's ass. Maybe not send in like, someone from Thailand who could blend in a little bit better. Let's let's bring in do-rag dick. <laughs> Old Dicky Do Rag, Dicky Dicky Do Rags, yeah. And see if he'll have a go at it. Yeah, I think of that. Yeah, he said, oh, "Screw you, Captain." That's what he said. <laughs> screw you, I ain't doing it. Yeah, because apparently, Ken Interpol's idea is they want him to pose as a fighter, mm-hmm. so the bad guys will pick him for their movie. Yeah, that's actual dialogue. Yeah. It makes sense, doesn't Bad it? guys. Interpol are really, really on top of everything, aren't they? They are. They think, who's got a martial arts cop? Yeah. Who's got a martial arts undercover cop? NYPD, I bet they've got one. Yeah, I mean, California have only got a samurai cop, so we can't bring him in. Exactly. This. I mean, uh, they've got a maniac cop. Could have brought him in. They that wouldn't have. have ended well, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kabuki <could've>... man. <laughs> He's at the NYPD, isn't he? He is, yeah. Yeah. In the back, yeah, he's on holiday. (laughs) Uh, Jake doesn't want to go, but Captain B.O. insists and shoes him out of his office with an arm. He says, I'm not going to Thailand! Like a little baby boy, angry about having to go to bed early. Uh, The captain shoes him out of his office with an armful of tapes and an envelope of intel. And we cut to Jake at his home in his apartment. He has a dog called Jackson. Yeah, there we go. It's explained, but not. He calls people after his dog. Yeah. He only knows one name. It's Jerry Trimble. <laughs> if he called everyone Jackson in this film. Should have called his dog Jerry Trimble. That would have been funny. That would. Come here, Jerry Trimble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just switch it around a little bit. He grabs himself a can of Budweiser. Mm-hmm. Nice bit of advertising. Yeah. And watches one of the films that he's put in. Uh, he critiques it, calling it a piece of shit, or words to that effect. And fun fact, it's actually a clip from one of the No Retreat, No Surrender movies that he's in. Oh, that's harsh, isn't it? That's harsh in itself. Is that self-aware, amusing? Yeah, I believe it, so, yeah. Or has he not got a clue that he's in that film? <laughs> I believe it's self-aware, because I think the guy who directed this did that one as well. Oh, that is cheeky, isn't it? He fast-forwards until he gets to a scene of Billy Blanks beating somebody up. Jake is stunned when he recognises him from that night nine years ago. Yeah, I remember that robot. That cyborg. He takes the picture out of... It's a great picture, by the way, of his face, isn't it? (laughs) When he pauses on it. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like he's, like, done something cheeky. (laughs) Looks like he's having a shit. (laughs) Mid-poop. Cheeky turd. Yeah, that's Billy Blanks. Yeah, he's remembering the night nine years ago. He takes the singed picture of his brother out of his wallet. We uh, we get to have a flashback pretty much of the entire first ten minutes of the (laughs) film. (laughs) Yeah, it's only 10 minutes after we saw it for the first time, but we do get to see it again, just in case. (laughs) Um, He gets a call from uh, Captain of the Day to tell him that Murphy, he's been put on the assignment instead of him. Yeah, he says, you're off the hook. 
but Jake shouts that down, shouts down the phone, telling him to you can fuck that sky yeah, high. He actually does shout down the phone. No, I'm going. Which is well, it's feel bad for Murphy, don't you? So do I, because unfortunately after that, Murphy was transferred over to the Detroit police and killed <laughs> by Clarence Bodiger on his first day. That's fucking unlucky, that. <laughs> All because of this guy, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Bastard. Son of a bitch. Bitches, leave. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Quick cut over to Thailand and Jake is dressed like an extra from the Club Tropicana video. Yeah, yeah we go full-on tourist shit. No wonder they chose him. Undercover at these finest right there, blending in like nobody's business. Looks like he flies a fucking helicopter in Hawaii. <laughs> it looks as uh, undercover as um, Keith David <laughs> yeah. in uh, March for Death. He does. <laughs> when he goes to Africa. Wearing the Panama hat. <laughs> yeah. uh, we cut to him, he's at a restaurant having dinner, and he's approached by an Interpol agent called Anderson, yeah. who can't talk properly. No, no, he's an odd character, isn't he? Yeah. And ultimately pointless. Yeah. He says, these are snuff films and they're very popular. He actually says, the river is very calm tonight. That's his opening gambit. Yeah. Which uh, Jake just says, uh, what? <laughs> I ain't got time for all that cloak and dagger shit. Yeah. Is that what you have? You're, sat, you're sat on your fucking own in a restaurant having just arrived in time. You've got all the time in the world. You don't know what the hell's going on yet. Yeah, and very loudly as well, just yeah. so everyone knows that this is happening. And we also hear that the previous agent they sent in got killed. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is the th- the fourth time <laughs> they've tried this. <laughs> that's probably they've run out of cops, haven't they? Yeah, that's why. So maybe, maybe Kabuki Man, that's where he is. Yeah, lost missing MIA. action. Yeah, yeah, he's out there somewhere. Interpol start to go over the plan, but Jake, a total newbie, tells him to go fuck himself, and he'll just do what he wants. <laughs> This is like a spoof dialogue, isn't it? This conversation. Yeah. Where he's just saying, uh, you lost, a, you already lost a good few men. I'm going in there, but I'm doing it my way or I'm out of here. Yeah. And he's like, you're right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like somebody's just done this as a, a laugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. It really is great dialogue, but in a spoof. My note is I fucking hate the way he speaks to people so far. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got some dialogue. Uh, the interval Anderson says, I hear you're an orthodox, but good. See? It's not real. <laughs> and Jake says, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be here if I wasn't. Yeah, dickhead. And he says, is there anything else I can do for you? And Jake just walks off, doesn't say anything else, yeah. just gets up and leaves. You're like, you fucking Not even cunt. finished his dinner. Yeah, I, that's the worst thing. It's all on tab, isn't it? Yeah. He's not paying for that out of his own pocket. Yeah. It's all on Anderson's bloody tab. Cut to a film set, and there's a guy down there who looks like he's out of Dex's Midnight Runners. He's in dungarees. That's how he greets us. He's in dungarees, <laughs> and he's limbering up. He's like on a like it's like a garage, isn't it? Like a garage set. He um actually when he walks off, sorry you missed this. When he walks off, Anderson does shout, "Jake, Jake." I really hoped he'd do a third one, but he didn't. And I was—I actually put a sadly not a third. I just <laughs> loved him. Just imagine another five seconds. Jake, <laughs> yeah, and his voice just breaks. Yeah, it's like Jake. <laughs> Always reminds me of Will Arnett in um, Hot Rod when anyone ever does that. Yeah, you know, when his missus <laughs> when he runs off, shouts, <laughs> he yeah. just shouts "Babe" at her for ages. <laughs> Yeah, he shouts Jake twice, and I was I was hoping he would do one more, but he doesn't. It's <laughs> such a sad occasion. Uh, yeah, but then we immediately cut. Yeah, so Dex's midnight run is he's limbering up on the car, 
and we see for the first time the sort of I guess the big bads of the film. They're like um, yeah, they're quite of, quite effeminate, aren't they? These two sort of Laurel and Hardy look, camp, looking camp guys, aren't they? Yeah, I know the this this the smaller of the two is called McKinney. I didn't mm. catch the big fuck's name, but he's the boss, isn't he? The, the big, big boss, the big fuck. Yeah, snuff film fuck. That is his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's just called Big Boss. Yeah, boss Hog. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm looking on IMDb. He's played by William Long Jr. and his character name is. Big Boss. Big Boss, so, yeah. So, yeah. I was just going to say, I don't think no, no. anyone says his name. No, I think they just call him Boss. Yeah, so the Boss and uh, McKinney. McKinney's like the scout. He goes and finds these people to be in the snuff films, and they're watching this one from above. Um, and I'll tell you what, you know like when you just imagine snuff films are very, very small. CD. Yeah, it's just a few people, maybe one or two. And a, just a, a camcorder. A, a cameraman and somebody else doing that. No, no, he's got a whole crew. Yeah, sound guy, there's yeah, makeup. There's loads of people involved in this. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't believe Interpol have only just got wind of it. Catering. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ray Liotta, he's there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. I was going to say, R.I.P. Uh, he asked the director, the uh, Dexys Midnight Runner guy, if uh, he needs to be using full contact and all the guys around him with weapons. Um. How similar is this to film shoots, Ken? I mean, you were on a few in your past well, life. I have been, indeed, yeah. Yeah, I was in the uh, Ring of the Kickboxers. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, very close to this title. That's the rumour. Yeah. Um, it's very, very similar. Yes. Yeah, you've got to ask the director everything, obviously. If he says, uh, no, they will just kill you, you'll be like, fair enough. Yeah. As long as it's in the script. And that's actually what happens. Like, they yeah. attack him. <laughs> Unfortunately, that does happen, yeah. And one of them slices his hand, to which he replies, shit, he really hit me. Uh, turns out that the original scene was in fact a punch, but they reshot it to have the knife slash instead, and they forgot to read up the dialogue to, away from "he hit me" oh, right. to maybe "he cut me." <laughs> nah, it doesn't matter. No, doesn't matter. No one cares, does it? I care. Oh my god! He holds his own uh, in the end, despite a face slash and uh, two guys shooting him from point blank, but uh, somehow missing him. Maybe he's somersault. He does do a little somersault there you go, over then the car. That, that's why they miss. Yep. Uh, they end up calling Billy Blanks for backup. Was... Um, I think we get to see some dead tits. Do we? We do indeed. I think I miss those tits. Really? That's unfortunate. In fact, I was watching this on YouTube, so they probably cut ah, the tits. Ah, right. No, no, no. There are some dead tits. Underneath the... Tarpaulin. Tarpaulin, yeah. yeah. I did see like an arm. Yeah, but he, then... he, lifts, he lifts the tarpaulin and uh, dead tits. Not just the tits, obviously. They are attached. Yeah, not just on the bonnet of the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, That's what out of a Tarantino film that would be. Just tits on a car. <laughs> That'd be the title of it as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Death tits. I've decided to actually not just make 10 and retire. I'm going to make 11 films and it's called Tits on a Car. <laughs> <laughs> this will be my finest work. <laughs> yeah. uh, Harvey Keitel's tits. Yeah. Oh. All copied from a film from Hong Kong <laughs> that no yeah. one's seen. Pretend I'm very yeah. Fuck you, Tarantino. Yeah, that's tits on a train. <laughs> tits on a plane. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> the motherfucking tits off this motherfucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> Great dialogue. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, dead tits. Um, uh, Billy Blanks is dressed like Mr. T. Yeah, because he says, he says, uh, what are you waiting for? And he comes in, he says, me. Like yeah. That. 
He's in like the um the sort of denim dungarees. Yeah, he's Mr. also T got wears. dungarees on. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the African jewelry. So I was like, he's dressed like Mister Fucking T here. Yeah. Uh, he quickly beats him to death anyway, caves his head in on the car, and yeah. then, uh, you know those hooks that you use to fucking lift cars up? Yeah, just whacks him on one of them. Yeah, through the neck, and it lifts him up into the air and turns the lights off. Yeah, immediately finishes. That. <laughs> so all the okay. camera crew yeah. in darkness. <laughs> just gone home immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if you were like, watching a snuff film, even if you were just watching snuff films, you'd be thinking, well, that ended very quickly, didn't it? Yeah, you know, <laughs> there's no ceremony. You don't get to see the corpse. You don't get to confirm he's dead. He's just hoisted up as soon as he's in the air. All the lights cut, and that's the end of the film. Yeah, yeah. You'd want more. You'd want some sort of scene there where he's just hanging there, and then like maybe some blood trickling, and then credits. Not just immediately cut to dark. It's just black. That's it. Finished. Yeah, yeah. On a hook, dead, done. No, next. Nah. Not happy with it. I'm not happy, is it? No, no, no. No. Not not as a connoisseur of the snuff <laughs> genre. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd want more than that. We cut to a, a kickboxing school, and uh, Jake turns up wanting to join the school, saying he heard it was the best school in Bangkok. Mm-hmm. Still being a twat, isn't he? Yeah. Still being a total He looks dick. like a fucking tit as well. Dust, He's got a denim jacket on with the... The sleeves are cut off, but like the, he's still left like long bits, mm. like flared on them. It looked ridiculous. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. With like a spandex red vest on underneath, and he rouses up the students, calling them all rubbish. Uh, they wouldn't last a minute on the streets of New York. Starts a riot. Jake takes them out one by one in the ring, and and actually fights two on one at one point. Yeah, he does indeed. I think it's three. I think three of them get in the ring. Fucking hell. Yeah, he still beats them up though. Yeah. There's, a, there's a big guy there, though, isn't there? There's a big guy. Um, big crew cut guy. Yeah, who just watches and then just fucks off. Yeah, he's, he's like a tie. Yeah, we'll see him later. He's asked to leave, uh, which he does. Yeah. <laughs> and we're off to watch a show now with Billy Blanks and friends. Yeah, it's a bad guy's party. Yeah. Always look better than the good guy's parties, don't they? They do. Yeah, no wonder you can you, know, you see the entry there into a crime. Well, as a reward for killing that... Dick Desi's Midnight Runners guy, the boss tells him <laughs> The boss tells him that he can pick any of the women that are in front of him and he picks uh, a blonde in a white jacket. He picks the one who looks absolutely terrified and horrified to be there. Yeah. And, he picks the one that's and like the most attractive. I was gonna say he picks the one that just doesn't look just like a normal woman. <laughs> like it's like this like very attractive one. Well, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? I don't know what you're saying there. I don't know what you're trying to say. Well, the other ones look like someone you'd see out and about. Like this one looks like someone you'd be like, "The fuck she doing in the street? It's no place for you here." <laughs> you know what I mean? You there? You're too attractive to be out on the street. Yeah. <laughs> Get inside with a rich sugar daddy. Yeah. Yeah, that what you mean? You need to be protected. You can't be walking the street yeah. eating a steak bake. Yeah. <laughs> From Greg's. Yeah. Yeah. Quite right. You're the other, other ones you could picture eating a fucking sausage roll, especially that one. I don't know why they bought that little fat one. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's the fuck's choosing her? I don't know. She's she's the sort you see in the supermarket of fucking pajamas. Can't be asked <laughs> to get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> fucking walking around and eating the crisps before she even gets to a car. Yeah, that sort of woman pays yeah. pays for them when they're open after they're yeah, they're empty. yeah. Oh, and these yeah yeah half of them gone already. Can't fucking go around the shop for twenty minutes without eating. 
<laughs> that kind of woman. Is that what I mean? Yeah. When a yeah. t-shirt says Little Miss Naughty on it or something, it makes you feel sick. That kind of woman. Yeah, you won't pick her. You're right. Anyway, he picks the... <laughs> he, he doesn't anyway. <laughs> he doesn't, no. Sorry about that, whoever you are. <laughs> you know what Ken's like. <laughs> Once he gets in motion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he picks her and she's not happy about it. Well, she's not, no. She's saying the rest she'd... of them seem to look like they would be happy with it. Well, she's Billy the... fucking Blanks. Yeah, it's Billy Blanks, Billy Tybo. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she's the only one who looks like she wouldn't be happy about it, so naturally he goes to pick her. He's yeah. a bad guy. Yeah. And she'd said she'd rather be bludgeoned than spend a night with Khan. I'm not sure what the difference would be, to be honest. Yeah, it's going to happen anyway, either way, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a big lad. Uh, meanwhile, Jake, he's at a bar having a beer when McKinney drives over and peers at him from his car. Uh, one of this, like a random Thai person, comes up to him and says, that's him, and points to Jake. And McKinney nods and drives off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Back over to Billy Blanks. He's topless on a bed, sipping a glass of wine. Because um, that's because she said to him, I must wash for you. This wasn't in the one I saw either. Ah, yes. He says... Why was this cut? I don't know. She says that she's got to go and wash for him first. And he says, you not die. How you know? And it's just like, where the fuck's he supposed to be from, this guy? He's not from Thailand. Uh, pardon the assumption, <laughs> but yeah. he's not. Uh, but he is speaking robotically. Uh, but then, yes, yeah, he is. He's in a sexy pose, isn't he? Just laid out, waiting for her to come back from the shower. So what does that even mean, that line from him? Um, the, how does she know the customs? Oh, okay. Because she says she's got to go and wash before uh, sex is sexy. Yeah, and he just says, uh, you are not Thai, so how do you know the customs? you got to wash before I drop some dick off on you. They <laughs> <laughs> old hammerhead. <laughs> yeah, I ain't shooting Billy Blanks tonight, baby. Yeah. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, he's there all dressed sexy, sexy, even though he's pretty much just going to rape her. So I don't know why he's making an effort. Very <laughs> <laughs> considerate rapist. Yeah. He's trying to turn her on first. Yes. Well, why wouldn't you be turned on from that view? <laughs> I was. <laughs> Took me right back to the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she's not come back out of the shower. Uh, he goes in, and she's escaped out of the biggest fucking bathroom window I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. It's like she's gone. She's out of there. I put Billy Blanks ends up being Billy Wanks because she's <laughs> legged it. <laughs> <laughs> he shouts for the guards. <laughs> Billy Wanks. <laughs> fucking say that to his face. He went at his sure age now. <laughs> Yeah, that would do a true or false at the end of the film pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yes, he does, yeah. Nicely put. <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Anyway, yeah, he does say, get her. And uh, they all like go and chase after her. Yeah, he calls for the guards, doesn't he? Fuck, no, where, where the hell is this mansion that seemed to be like in the middle of nowhere? Because she's suddenly running through the streets of <laughs> like the city where... Where bloody Jake is. He's there having a beer. He is. He's getting she's getting chased by like six guys. Yep. 
He um he pretends to be drunk for no reason whatsoever here. Yeah, stumbles into the street, doesn't he, to yeah, block why? one of them. Why, yeah. Why doesn't he just fucking clothesline him? Because then he has to, like, say sorry, and he has to, like, engage them. Why doesn't he just clothesline the last one? The rest of them still wouldn't notice. It's just unusual. Anyway, yeah, he does. He pretends to be drunk and, and then just beats him up. Yeah, one down, five to go, and they corner her in an alleyway. And well, while she's running away, she stops about three times just to turn around and scream that they're still chasing her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, classic female yeah. in the film. Yeah, will you stop? She doesn't even just like look around as she's running. She actually stops, turns around, and goes ah! because they're still there. Of course they are. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that annoyed me. Anyway, yeah, yeah. She still, she still runs off. She runs off, and then eventually gets cornered. But who's this? After some ridiculous dialogue from the bad guys. Yeah, well, ridiculous dialogue from Jake, who yeah. turns in like wanting to join in the rape. Yep, he just throws in some one-liners. Hey, okay, she's okay. not bad. Can I help? Can yeah. I have a go as well? But he carries on too long, that bit. It's yeah. like he's actually into this now, yeah. this Jake. Yeah, he does like it. Yeah, and so instead of raping, he decides to just beat them all up instead. Uh, he kills one of them with a nut grab. He does, yeah. She grabs someone by the bollocks. Yeah, probably popped him. Yeah. Yeah, and his vice-like grip. He introduces himself to her, and she tells him that her name is Molly. Mm. And turns out it's straight back to her place. Yep, I thought it was his place. Because it doesn't tell you, does it? I mean, I thought he'd rescued her, so I thought, therefore, he would take her back to his place. But it's, def- but, but it's definitely not, because he's got photographs of her everywhere. I was going to say, yeah. her walls are covered in pictures of herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And extras on the... Coffee table that yeah. Jake's li- having a look through. He's leafing through, isn't he? Yeah, until she comes out the shower in just a towel. Yeah, and says, what are you doing? He says, just looking through all these porno pictures of your vagina. Yeah, that you've got out. Yeah. And she goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> so sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't know I'd have company, did I? <laughs> uh, Jake tells her he's an ex-cop who's come over to Thailand to become a fighter. And then proceeds to tell Holly her own backstory, because that's just the kind of guy he is. Molly. Whatever. He gets the name wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's like, "Uh, that's wrong. He's like, shut up. He says that she's just a small town girl living in a lonely world. (laughs) Took the midnight plane going anywhere, which turned out to be Bangkok. Yep, she agrees. Apparently, to become a model or an actress, I don't know how, you know, that would work, going to Thailand to become a model or actress. I don't know. I sure think you go to Hollywood. Yeah, it's the other way, isn't it, really? They come from Thailand to America. Yeah. But, you know, she's a small-town girl, as you say. So. Didn't turn out quite how she planned. Doesn't want to stay here, but can't afford to go home. It's a tale as old as time. Yep, that's life. Some more banter, followed by him telling her that he's actually there looking for someone, and she offers to help him as she owes him for saving her life. And uh, there we go, we've set up the fact that she's going to be around now for the rest of the film. Yeah, and the love interest. They literally said about three sentences to each other and already she wants to have sex with him. Mm-hmm. That's because he's uh, cocky. Cocky, cockshore and full of himself. That's because he's so likeable, isn't he? Yeah. With his big fucking smirk all the time. He's not even given her his tortured backstory yet. And no. she's already fallen for him. What a waste of time. Surely that has to be what, you know... He has to be distant, aloof, you know, guarded, haunted. Yeah. That's how you used to attract women in the 90s, and I should know. Yeah. I wrote a book on it. But instead, he just scoffs at everything she says. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I didn't do any of that. There was no scoffing back then. 
You've never scoffed in your life. Damn right, I haven't. No, I was very much <laughs> the. <laughs> I was very much the tortured genius. Walking away instead of sticking around to engage, I was like, "Well, we've all been there." Oh, hi, Ken. Ken, <laughs> constantly walking off. Yeah, maybe, maybe later. <laughs> just walk off and look into the distance, and then turn around, thinking, "Should have been here by now." Turn around, they've gone. I was like, "Shit!" Every time, I was quite the tortured man. Uh, the next day, Jake's watching some monks, whilst he himself is watched by a man in a hat. <laughs> yeah, that used to happen to me as well, actually. <laughs> uh, Jake immediately spots him and pounces on him in the alleyway. Of course he does. It's the shittest disguise as his <laughs> at the beginning. It's fucking massive. He looks like Lord Helmet from Spaceballs. It's like him out of bloody big trouble in Little China. Yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. <laughs> it's like, might as well just be also shouting or making bird noises at him. Like, Ca-ca! Yeah. He's <laughs> like, hmm? No, it couldn't have been. I think it's actually Darth Helmet in Spaceballs. Lord Helmet was your film, wasn't it's it? It's Dark Helmet. Oh, shit, of course. Spaceballs. That's Billy Blanks, is it? <laughs> Billy Blanks is Dark <laughs> Helmet. That was your film. That was definitely one I was in, yeah. yeah. That's when I first met him. <laughs> After that, I generally did whatever he wanted. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, he pounces on <laughs> he pounces on the guy in the hat in the alleyway, and we find out that it's that that guy it's from that massive fucking bloke in a stupid hat from, from the school. Uh, Jake challenges him to um, oh no, sorry, they uh, they they go to some site building site or something. Yeah, don't they? I don't know really. It's just like they just wander around, don't they? And then they say, right, let's have a fight. Yeah, basically, Jake says that uh, what he's doing there is he wants to challenge Khan to a fight. Oh, no, no, sorry. The guy tells him that he won't stand a chance in the ring with a real kickboxer. This is after watching him like beat up those guys at the, the um, school. And Jake challenges him to put his money where his mouth is. And as Ken says, we end up with uh, the two having a fight on the on the building site it's there. It's not a bad fight, I suppose. Yeah, he's good, isn't he, the, the other guy? He is. I'm sh- I've seen him in other stuff as well. Yeah. yeah. His eyes are crossed as well. Yeah, well, fucking tell him. <laughs> would <Yeah. you? laughs> no, I wouldn't, no. <laughs> he's like, oh, whatever, man. Uh, Jake, he gets his ass kicked anyway. Yeah, he just beats the shit out of him, doesn't he? And as such, immediately tells the kickboxer his plans to fight Khan. And the kickboxer tells him that Khan will destroy him. Yeah, he's a very little petulant, isn't he? Oh, well, if that's all you can say, then forget it. Yeah. He's just like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he just leaves. He's like, I'm just offering advice, to be honest. Yeah, I've just beat you up and I'm shitter than he is. Yeah. That's what he might as well, yeah, that's what he's getting at. And he takes his little satchel with all of his little uh, badges that he's sewn onto it. <laughs> yeah, with his little pop pop bands that he's a fan of. Yeah. He's a, he's a one of Aerosmith. <laughs> Him listening to Love in an Elevator while yeah. he's fucking working out. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Snap, I've got the power. Yeah, he's got a snapper <laughs> badge on there. If only. <laughs> and... Um, he ends up telling Jake about a master called Prang, who came the closest to beating Khan previously before becoming a recluse. Yeah, because he says, I need help. And he shows him a picture of uh, Khan, doesn't he? Yeah. Which, again, is the fucking superb photograph of Billy Blanks. Yeah. It's the one I used to have in my prison cell on the wall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I sent it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine his confusion. Billy Blanks, when he saw that, he was like, <laughs> 
what is this? <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, it's a great photo of him doing his big starey eyes again. Mm-hmm. Superb photograph. Where has he got that from? Once <laughs> he got that photograph of Khan doing, very a, fucking, close, isn't doing it? a fucking photo shoot. Where's he picked that up from? Anyway, yeah, it's, it's just funny. Uh, yeah, but he, t- he tells him of this uh, this master. Um, I like then he says, where can I find him? And he just looks into the distance and describes the hermit. Yes. This is the drunken hermit. Yeah. Yeah. He just looks into the distance, though. He's like the fucking building site in the middle of Bangkok. It's not like he's just over the road. (laughs) (laughs) Where can I find him? He just looks away, all mysteriously. Mm -hmm. And then he just tells him. Uh, Jake asks him, why are you helping me? And Jake says, and, and the other guy says, because you're a helpless American like my father. Mm. So there we go. That's why he's helping him. He's half American. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently that's also um, Khan's backstory that's never mentioned. He's half American. Really? What, and half robot? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he tells Jake where Prang lives and uh, that he may or may not help him. <laughs> so yeah, he's like, no great. non-committal. Yep. And we fade into Jake on a boat in a straw cowboy hat mm. paddling down the river and he reaches Clang, uh, Krang's place and... Uh, Prang. Prang. Bloody turtles. <laughs> Prang's place, and uh, he's there drunk, and he has a little chimpanzee sidekick. He has, yeah. Little chimp. Cheeky chimp. He's a little thief. Uh, to be honest, we don't know that's Prang yet. We think he's just like, hey, hey, you there. I'm looking for, like that. Obviously, it is him, but, you know, we're supposed to not know that's him yet. We just think he's just a local drunkard because- who might be able to help him find Prang. Be good if it was the chimpanzee who was Prang. <laughs> Yeah, like Splinter. Yes. (laughs) He'd been mimicking Prang's moves from his cage. Yeah, you just see a shot of him throwing his own shit (laughs) later on in In the training. Yeah. Yeah, from about three different angles, like Van Damme used to. (laughs) Not nice shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He used to say that Van Damme, if he sneezed, you get to see like eight different angles of him sneezing. Slow mo (laughs) would be great. Should have done that in one of his films, you know, if he was ever spoofing himself. Well, he actually does know that he's Prang, and um, yeah, no, as disappoints as he walks off. Um, Jake says, "You know, it's funny. I came here for you to train me, to teach me. All you can teach me is what life looks like from the inside of a bottle." I put, imagine going into someone's house uninvited and saying that shit yeah, to them, and then just criticizing their entire yeah. life. So I was going to give you the honor of teaching me. It's like yeah. I didn't fucking but now, want to. What's the point? Yeah. So to, to be fair, he does actually say it doesn't look that bad to me. And looks at his bottle and has another drink. Yeah, and goes to bed. Yeah, and then fuck you. Yeah. Meanwhile, that cheeky chimp, it's stolen Jake's passport. Unbelievable. I can't believe what I'm seeing. Uh, we head over to the bad guys. They're watching the latest snuff film and congratulating Khan on a job well done. In a cinema. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking undercover, it's isn't stealthy, it? All of isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really is. It really is off the grid. Off radar, all of this industry, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but it's not enough. There's fucking loads of them watching it as well. It's like there the whole, is, the whole yeah. crew's there. Yeah. They've got women in there as well. They've got brought girlfriends in to watch snuff film. There's a guy selling hot nuts. <laughs> hot nuts. <laughs> Otter's noses. He's yeah. there as well, yeah. It's not enough for Khan, though. He says that they need more people and tells him about the time he killed a man whilst his little brother watched. Mm. 
Yeah, which he's not told them for 10 years. Yeah. But now that's the story that's come back to him. The bad guy loves the idea and greenlights it with McKinney saying he knows just the target to bring in for it. Yeah, because they're going for more emotional engagement, which again is certainly the thing that snuff watchers would be looking for. Yeah. They'd be there thinking, mm, yeah, okay, but... Where's the plot? <laughs> yeah, I'm not really feeling this. You yeah. Know, you know, I'm not really know, I'm not sure whose side am I supposed to be on. That's, <laughs> yeah. what, that's what people sitting there watching snuff films are thinking, aren't they? Exactly. Yep. Thankfully, Billy Blanks is on the case and he'll sort it out for him. Yeah. And then he cracks his knuckles like a fucking maniac. Yeah, that's because uh, Big Boss takes a piss out of him for losing that girl, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, he does, yeah. Yeah. So you can kill says, that guy, but you can't... Yeah, he says you are the like the best fighter in the world, but you can't even keep control over a pathetic woman. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like... <clears throat> and cracks every knuckle in his body. Yeah. <laughs> All of them. Moose knuckle. And then some others. Someone else's knuckles, he cracks them. <laughs> yeah. With his mind. He's like, ow. With his eyes. Uh, cut back to Jake, he's paddling past Prang's house again, and he sees that he's under attack, so he jumps in to help him out. There's like five or six guys, isn't there, mm-hmm. just attacking Prang? Yep. We're not sure why. No. Jake's soon overpowered, but Prang springs into action, and sending the thugs off running. Yeah, who are they? Who are they? What's the point? I don't know. No, okay. Just hoodlums, yeah? Yep. Turns out the drunk act was just a ruse and he wanted to see how good Jake was at fighting first before he offered him to help. Yeah, he says, uh, why don't you stay for dinner? And he says, I hope it's monkey meat. I went to school with a guy from Vietnam. I didn't know you were in Vietnam. <laughs> he was. and uh, he Never go back. He told me once that he, was, he had eaten bear claw. That's Which a is, donut, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but <laughs> this was an actual bear claw. And he described it to me as a bear claw cut off mid mid arm on a plate with it like facing upwards, just surrounded by vegetables like cooked. Well, that sounds appetizing. It does, it? doesn't it? Can you imagine that? Uh, anyway. Why? I have no idea. Why would they be eating that? I don't know. It's, what sounds... happened to the rest of the bear? Sure, you'd eat the rest of the bear, not the bloody hand. I imagine that's in something else. Maybe bear stew. <laughs> bear grills. And, yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. You wouldn't be having that. You wouldn't be eating the hand of a bear. Ooh, a nice bowl of bear stew. <laughs> you bloody bear hand. Bear claw. No, I don't believe it. <laughs> but, but I don't believe him. You should have said you should have called him out for bullshit. Yeah, they would have kicked my ass. Oh, right. Was he a drunken master? He was. Yeah. He knew all the kicks. A hermit. He knew all the special kicks. Oh, yeah. Around the house. Yep. Yeah. Back and uh, front. Yeah. I didn't check. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's pretty much all of them. So, yeah, he does. He invites him to dinner, tells the story of when he nearly had Khan beaten, only to... This again, he looks away. He looks away while he tells this story. Yeah. So what happened between you and Khan? And he just walks off and looks at looks into the distance. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> he says uh, he nearly had him beaten, but only at the last minute his concentration was broken, mm. as well as four of his ribs. Yeah. He recovered and lived like this ever since. There's a flashback, isn't there? There's a flashback yeah, we get to, to, that, see the fight. To, the, to the fight. Yeah, it's in a ring as well, so it's like it looks legitimate. Yeah, it seems legitimate. He uses the same finishing move. 
the scissor kick, drop yeah. kick round the house. Which, which you, know, you would imagine, therefore, his concentration was massively broken, wasn't it? Yeah. He's nearly got him beat, and then he can't see any of these three coming. What was he thinking about? Monkey meat? Probably. Yeah. Chimpanzees. So. Yeah. It also looks like he's uh, they're fighting in a totally empty stadium. Yeah, it was. Yeah, just the, a spotlight yeah, on Yeah, there's, there's nobody in the background. There's nobody cheering. It's just happening. Very unusual. He says, I was a threat to Khan, but a drunken hermit is a threat to no one. Mm-hmm. Explaining why he pretends to be drunk all the time. Yeah. He does say revenge was on my mind, even though he's not sure what for. It looked like it was a real, just a normal yeah, fight. He just it just looked like, yeah. Square. yeah, yeah. He, he said he lost concentration and was beaten. So why does he need revenge? Well, Jake tells him about how Khan killed his brother 10 years ago. And Prang is reluctant then to take Jake on as a pupil, saying he doesn't teach people to be a murderer. <laughs> I like it as well where he says, teach me. He says, no, his one technique is unstoppable. Yes, the scissor <laughs> kick, drop kick around the house is unstoppable. Yeah, it's so quick that in in five minutes, if you lose your concentration for five minutes, you're dead. Yes. <laughs> you start thinking about other stuff. Yeah. He says, teach me. And he goes, okay. He says, in the morning. And then he just looks away. Yeah. And just does the same. He just looks away and he shakes his head. Beautiful moment. Yeah, he says, get some sleep. And then Jake looks away. Yeah. So him and the chimp go up to bed together. Yeah, bumming. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with a monkey meat. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the uh, the intense training, I've got uh, he's kicking a tree to get coconuts out of it. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things he does. Yeah, breaking coconuts over his knee with a alley oop jump and yep. meets them in midair. Yeah, there's plenty of comedy moments, isn't there, during this m- montage? Yeah, like tapping him on the shoulder yeah. and going the opposite way where, where he can't do it properly, and he's like, oh, all frustrated. Get some sort of weird bondage play with Jake. He actually says it himself. Is this some sort of yeah. weird bondage Do, thing? Doing the splits and that. Yeah, we get an unflattering view from below as we look upwards at him yeah. doing the splits. Yeah, that's not what we want. Standing on two rafts at the same time. Yep, two rafts, one stick. Yep. That's what that's what that video is called. Getting hit with a staff, as well as massive logs being thrown into his face. Yeah, tree trunk attack. Yeah. <laughs> Swinging that into his face. That's apparently supposed to... Um, replicate the final manoeuvres. Yeah, it's not overly so, is it? <laughs> because bit... because like they're literally from the side, not from in front of you. Yeah, it's, it's not the same. Plus, it's Billy Blank's legs versus tree trunks being swung on like Chains. cables. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Not, not sure. And just throughout this montage, um, I think the the best thing you could look at is how how different his hair is. Yes. Because his hair goes from short to long. To, to very to, long. To short to ridiculously long. Yeah, it's just very unusual. That must be part of the training. Yes. Disorientate your opponent by having longer hair slightly. And worked in <laughs> Samurai Cop. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go then. Yeah, textbook tried and tested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So his, his mullet alters throughout, which would be confusing for the opponent. Yeah. Billy Blanks would be like, huh? <laughs> he looks at the length of his mullet. Yeah, yeah, it's one of his fighting strategies. Billy Blanks dangling uh, mullet. Yeah, the the length, mullet length. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he became such a champ. 
he pushes Jake to the very limit of his own mind. Or something like that. Yeah. Uh, to the point that he uh, shouts at Prang and tells him he's quitting. Yeah. He actually says, have you ever heard the sound of one hand clapping? And he says, well, what? He's like, he says, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, everyone at home's watching it. He's like, what? He's like, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to a Turkish prison? Ever watch films about gladiators? <laughs> uh, he ends up coming back and apologizing later than night. Of course anyway. he does, yeah. Tells him he'll do whatever he thinks is necessary to help him beat Khan. And he's got a new vigor. Yes. Vim and, and vigor. And then we get the second stage montage. Yes. And the second stage montage, as you all know, he's slightly improved, uh, which gets the nodding approval of the teacher. Uh, after being so ridiculously amusing and terrible in the first stage montage, uh, <laughs> that even you or I could probably do better than. So second stage improved enough to get the uh, respect of the teacher. Exactly, and um, we get a story now about the tea master, some yes. sort of mystical yes, bullshit. Some total bullshit about a tea master. Yeah, yeah, which is a shit thing to be a master of, isn't it? If you think about it, like when it comes to like fighting for survival, yeah, being able to make nice tea probably isn't top of the uh, top of the tree, as it were. Yeah, I thought a tea master was like a like an alarm clock tea thing that boils the kettle for you. <laughs> Why on earth would you be challenging one of them to a fight? I don't know. I wasn't listening. No. But anyway, some mystical bollocks. And basically, what Jake takes from it is, um... well, he gives his own bullshit though. Yeah. After after hearing that rubbish, he always says that, uh, well, this talk of death, I was always running from it, but still hoping it would someday find me. Yeah, and Prang's... Shut up. Prang, Prang gives us, the warrior who clings to life will surely die. He who embraces death will survive. Yeah. What? <laughs> and to which Jake replies, I am ready to face death. I no longer fear it. Like, what? Where'd you get that from? Tea? Yeah. That's all, all from the story about somebody who made tea well. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice cup. I'm ready for death. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the advert for PG Tips. It's got a chimp in it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, cracking. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Meanwhile, we see Molly. She's out looking for Jake and ends up having to um, escape Khan's men again. Uh, this time on her own. She runs across the train track, and in the nick of time, one manages to follow her over, though, before the train comes. She gives him a quick kick in the happy sacks. Yep, right in there. A handbag to the face sends him over the railings of the bridge, and uh, she runs off. Immediately finds him, finds Jake in this secluded yeah. hermit's hut. Yep, there she is. Well, he's, he's on the mountains, isn't he? He's on the mountaintop doing the um, bloody Steven Seagal training. Yeah. Isn't he? Up there with the eagle crying. Yeah, and all that stuff, like, sticking in him. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Monkey meat. Uh, and Prang tells her that he's training hard, but could use a break, so go and have sex with him immediately. <laughs> <laughs> she says, well, it's not really why I'm here. He says, just go and do it now. Yeah, and God bless her, she does. Yeah, good luck to her. The sex reinvigorates him. That was cut for me, so I didn't see the scene. Really? I got to see it. We do get to see Molly's tits Yeah, in a hot tub. Isn't that a... Kings of Leon song. <laughs> yes. I thought so. The sex reinvigorates him, 
and we get a montage of him kicking the training's ass. This is montage stage three, of course, where he can do all of them and so well that he's actually just regressed back to being a cocky bastard and uh, just really, really pleased with himself. Yeah. Yeah, shouting abuse at his trainer, saying, see, is that all you got? Yeah. It's easy, I can do all this. And you think, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure how long this has all been. No. No. About about six f- months, yeah. I think. <laughs> the look of his hair growth. Yeah. Uh, it's anything from, like, 20 minutes to... 20 years. <laughs> um, we get a, once the training's finished, we get a freeze frame of Jake and Prang and uh, the setting sun behind them. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, they all head off to the underground martial arts tournament. No sign of JCVD or Bolo Young. Sadly not. Uh, Jake seems to be wearing Molly's top, I've written. <laughs> Molly's top, of course. Another hit by Kings of Leon. Yep. He steps into the ring for his first fight, which he wins comfortably, and followed by another montage of wins. So we, yeah, get, we yeah. don't see any more. No, good. It's a bit of highlights. I'll tell you what, though. You know when you get these sort of uh, fight arenas? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I don't know. I've never been to one. But you'd imagine they wouldn't just be constantly shouting like they do in these. I don't know. There's I never mean, any silence, is there? Well, the most realistic one I've seen from my time in the fight arenas was uh, Fatal Deviations <laughs> Fight Arena. <laughs> With all the old people. I suppose, yeah, where they sat on bales of hay. Yes. Yeah. That's near, it, yeah. Nearby. Yeah. It's very similar to that, a yeah. lot of them. But it's just, just like constant, everyone's just like, and just waving their arms and bits of paper at each other. I say there's one yeah. guy like yeah, counting it's, the it's, paper it's just, and taking con- bets. Constantly doing that throughout every single fight. You'd be like, oh, I'm going to just have a sit down. I'm absolutely <laughs> knackered. Yeah. And I'm, I'm only watching. Yeah, but they they do. They're just constantly just there shouting and just like, yeah! Non-stop noise in these things. Uh, Their winning ways grab the attention of McKinney, who's been watching the whole time, Mm -hmm. watching the thing unfold. And uh, he offers him a a chance to be in the movie business, paying him 20 grand. Jake accepts, and Jake asks who he'll be working with. Van Damme, Norris, Jackie Chan? No, Billy Blanks, says McKinney. (laughs) (laughs) He says, uh, yeah, never mind. He, he does actually say, <laughs> he says, uh, I'm a fighter, not an actor. And I thought, fucking damn right. <laughs> you got Absolutely that right. Absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah, it's the truest thing. It's probably not even in the script. <laughs> yeah. It's probably what you said to the director. Yeah, the that time. was off camera, but they <laughs> caught it. Uh, cut to that night, and Jake is having dinner with Molly when the uh, agent Johnson, what's his name? Anderson, sorry. Anderson. He turns up, and uh, he's like, She's cute. Been a busy boy, huh, Jake? To which he says, put your gonads on hold, Anderson. Very good. You got some news for me? And he does have news. Of course he does. Remember Anderson? Yeah. Yeah, not even been in the film, has he? No. Yeah, but suddenly he's asking, have you got any news for me? He's like, I thought you told me to fuck off and leave you to it. <laughs> yeah. I ain't got shit for you, mate. He says, we know what you're doing here. And he gets a tap on the shoulder and it's captain that you ordered captain of the day <laughs> you've got him he's captain there. du jour <laughs> he's there he's found out the reason why jake accepted the mission and he wants him offered asap it's a long way to go isn't it to tell him that yeah i could have just rang him or just get interpol to tell him yeah just handed yeah. the phone over just gone for a fucking trip to thailand any old uh, capitan don't blame him nah nice 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 chip 
But Jake informs them that he has made contact with the bad guys and he shoots his movie tomorrow. Uh, Interpol decide to keep Jake on the case and the captain agrees. Yeah, he says, uh, you're too close. And he says, I'm seething. I think he actually explains the fact that he's seething about it. Yeah, he says, you're close, I'm seething. Yeah, he does. He actually, his last line is, don't fuck me, no, no, don't fuck with me this time, Jake. <laughs> don't fuck me, Jake. Don't fuck with me this time, Jake. That's her line later. And Jake says, Captain, would I do that to you? And like laughs, you're like, you idiot. Meanwhile, Anderson's got his gonads on hold. He's literally holding them. Yep. Uh, later, we see Jake and Molly. He tells her uh, some shit about facing his past. Mm-hmm. And if he can, he will come back for her. Yeah. If I can. She says, can't you just walk away? And he's like, no. And then she says, do you want some sex? And he's like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so they have a bit of sex. Well, she says, um, he also says that uh, he can't walk away. And if he doesn't finish this himself, then the two of them can never be together. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, anyway, yeah, that seems fair. But yeah, anyway, off they go. Uh, the next day, Jake heads off for filming, but bumps into Prang, who wants to go with him. But Jake declines, telling him he needs to stay here and watch Molly. Uh, Prang tells him to be careful, and off he fucks on a boat. And then, ninjas. Ninjas, yeah. Ninjas fucking turn up. One's got a machine gun. Yeah, they don't have ninjas with machine guns. That's not no. how it works. Sort of stealth assassins with fucking machine guns, aren't they? <laughs> and also, there's something. there's someone else with them. Who is it? Billy Blanks. Billy Bastard Blanks. Yeah. <laughs> He's there as well. They've turned up at the camp to kill Prang. Yeah. Uh, Jake and McKinney, they arrive by boat to the... Is there something missing from mine there? Do you get another scene or is it straight to Jake and McKinney? No, no, that's it. Yeah. You know, yeah, they turn up at the camp, that's, that's, do, do their business, and we cut straight to McKinney and uh, Jake. That's disappointing. I assume there'd be like a naked scene, which is why it was cut. Like, like the Billy big, Blanks. Like the, the fight with... Slapping uh, Prang around the face with his uh, cockle shell bay. Yeah, I thought it'd be like a fight with Prang and stuff at the house, but no. No. Uh, anyway, yeah, Jake and McKinney, they arrive by boat to the filming location, greeted by a tribe it's of people. It's a cross between Cannibal Holocaust and Apocalypse Now, doesn't it? It is, bit? yeah. Yeah. Well, the guy with a fucking like mullet and a straw hat. Yeah, like a very low-budget version of both. Yeah. Uh, turns out the shooting location is a massive bamboo dome with a viewing platform for the two bad guys to watch from, and so it can be shot on camera. Yeah, it's elaborate. It's it's like a it's like a behind the scenes extra feature, isn't it? Yeah, that you'd watch. Is, yeah. yeah, it's very unusual. Uh, inside the dome, there's like multiple levels over water, and there's also like weapons that are provided, like on different levels, like uh, swords and all, shit. All for a snuff film, of course. Yes. Why don't they just make like legitimate films? They could do with that Yeah, because they've got the budget, haven't they? Clearly, they've got the budget. Yeah. So why don't they just do that? Yeah. It's unusual. Uh, Dr- Jake uh, dresses up and wears the mask of Hanuman, a Hindu god. Oh, really? I thought he dressed like a prize prick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> he is. He looks like some kind of court jester yeah, from the so, medieval so times. So I do apologise. Uh, I have put his look uh, in traditional dress, however. So, you know... Mm. Maybe that's just me. Just uh, a little bit of insensitivity. He beats up the first round of goons in the dome using mainly a staff. 
plays along pretending he doesn't know what it's supposed to be. Like, is this supposed to be real or not? He's like, oh, I actually hit that guy. Yeah, yeah, he, keep, he keeps breaking character, doesn't he? Uh, it's the same crowd as in the kickboxing arena, isn't it? Who are all just there now going, <laughs> just like waving yeah, pieces in, in of paper and shit. Yeah, but, but at the same time, just wearing loincloths <laughs> yeah. for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. What is it about living in the woods that makes you just wear a loincloth at all times? Email us in, let us know if you're living in the woods in just a loincloth. Bad movie called Gmail. Gotta be some of you out there. Uh, the show must go on, is what we hear. Yep. From by Queen. And <laughs> Brian May. He walks out with a bit of, bit of uh, dry ice. Brian May comes out for a solo. And it's Khan. He's turning up. He's also wearing a mask and he's got Molly tied up under his arm. That's, be, that's because uh, Jake says, this is too real, I quit. Throws his mask yeah, down. Yeah, and he does, yeah. Because it's a bit like Power Rangers, isn't it, to be honest with you? Yeah. They're all dressed up like that. Yeah. It's a bit Power Ranger-ish. Uh, but yeah, he says, this is too real, and I quit. And um, that's when Billy Blanks turns up. I think he actually says, show must go on. He does. Yeah, so he introduces Brian. The Mike. show must go on. <laughs> he sings it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got. He's wearing a, like a child's mask, isn't he? He is. He's wearing like a party mask. Yeah, he's a very, very small mask. A magazine that hardly covers anything. He hardly covers that one eye, let alone both of them. He throws a dead body into the into the bottom of the 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 dome, doesn't he? It hits all the like um, levels and falls yeah. into the water. Jake goes to have a look, and it's Prang's body. Prang's dead. He is dead. What they've done there, though, is they've also filled his nose, though, with cotton wool. Yeah, you see that, don't you? Yeah. yeah. So, he does, so, he up his nose. so he doesn't get water up his nose when he's pretending to like, be dead. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. And he ends up just disappearing below the water. He's not happy with that anyway. And from here on in, it's one of those clips that gets watched over and over again on YouTube. Yeah. And something old KBW sent me over years ago to watch when we first started like working together. And uh, it's Khan first, and he says, I know you trained with my old friend Prang, but he is still no match for me. To which <laughs> to which Jake says, Let the girl go! <laughs> it's because Molly's in a sack. <laughs> <laughs> they brought her with him. Yeah. He's just in a sack. Yeah. Yeah. Let the girl go is one of the best deliveries of a line. And you're there thinking, oh, that's brilliant. But he outdoes himself in a second. <laughs> He's he like not happy with that scene. Well, McKinney interrupts first. He says, she's out of production now, Jake. Gives you a little more motivation. Fight and win and you'll both go free. Life will be your prize. <laughs> God damn you, McKinney. Jake raises his fists and he and Khan get to fighting. We get a bit of sword play as well. Khan slashes yeah. Jake's side. He does actually give us another... Wah! He does. As he approaches. But he does, in fact, manage to cut his mask in half. Yeah, yeah. So Billy Blanks now is, is Son's mask because it's been sliced off his face. He's not happy about that. No. I mean, he wasn't happy anyway, to be honest, Billy Blanks. But yeah, he's very unhappy about this bit. Uh, another laugh out loud moment here is Jake raises the picture of his brother up for Khan to see. Bear in mind they're probably 10 feet away from each other at this point. 
Yeah, and it, it looks like he's uh, trying to do some swaps with his stickers, doesn't it? It's like, it's like a little little sticker that he's got for his album. And he throws it off screen, and Khan immediately catches it. Like, have you ever tried to throw paper? He's a fucking martial artist. <laughs> he's like a magician with a playing card. Yeah, he's a martial arts master. Yeah. Of course he can catch little photographs. But he catches it anyway. Um and a great quick shot of Jake's face. It looks like he shit himself from now until the end of the film. Yeah, we actually uh, we have a, another flashback. When, when he has a look at it, we have a flashback to his brother's death so again. Now, yeah, because we've seen Jake remembering it. Now yeah. it's Billy Blank's Billy turn Blanks to remember. Billy Blank's uh, having a, a remember it. I tell you, if he'd attacked him whilst he was having that flashback, he's got a good 30 seconds, hasn't he, there? He yeah. just like, stabbed him to death. Yeah, but we get the whole uh, the flashback again. Um and then some dialogue, which is just brilliant. <laughs> he says, I know you. You are the brother. How perfect. And here is where we get the lines that we love so much. We included it in the trailer for this podcast and is the reason we've covered this episode. And Khan starts it with, I will send you to hell to join your brother. I've been there for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> the wah is fucking great. <laughs> I've been there for 10 years. Oh, it's incredible. It's such a great... Oh, it never fails to make me laugh. I could watch this every day and I'd still laugh at that point. Did you see the film before that, or did you see that no, clip? No, I saw the film, and that, that was my first viewing of that moment, yeah. watching the film. Because I think a lot of people would have seen that clip and then gone back retrospectively no, to watch no, no, it. No, no, no. I was watching the films back in those days. This was like me prime prime time watching martial arts films. Yeah, the Billy Blanks <laughs> yeah. haircut. All the, all the VHS and everything, renting these non-stop. Yeah, but oh man, it's brilliant. Yeah, just the delivery of it, <laughs> the fact that he screams unnecessarily at the end of a sentence. <laughs> yeah, I sent you something, didn't I? On my Facebook, it was like about eleven years ago or something. Yeah, yeah. My Facebook uh, status was uh, was queuing up at the uh, checkouts in a supermarket, and uh, the woman in front took ages to pack the bags. And when I got to the thing, she said, "I hope you haven't been waiting there long." And I said, I've been here for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, it's one of them. Yeah, it's one of the, the Every, very... Everything. If anyone ever asks you how long anything's taken, go for that. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of the very first things you'd sent me through YouTube when we first started working together like over 10 years ago. And uh, still perhaps, quoting now. Perhaps seems odd. One of the first things you ever send anybody anything at all. But if, if this is it, then great stuff. Yeah, and um, even to this day, if I hear anyone saying I've been there, yeah. I think in my head, for 10 yeah. years! <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <clears throat> is, is it a better delivery than that. Do you think this is funnier or the bees scene out the window? Um, oh, th- this, this has been longer in my life. Yeah. So. <laughs> Bees was made earlier, but I only saw that recently. This this one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a whole delivery. Yeah, because it's instant, it, isn't it? Yeah. 
Me, there's, a, there's many scenes of, of his acting delivery that just uh, laugh out loud. Uh, anyway, and uh, off they go. More fighting. More more tensing as well. Billy Blanks. He's oh, te- does, t- yeah. tensing like he's having a shit. He looks smaller in this scene. It looks like he's just having a dump off the side of the fucking bu- uh, dome. He was massive at the beginning. Like now, it looks like he's trimmed down, like lost a bit of the the body fat and just gone pure muscle. I don't know. But uh, anyway, funny dialogue aside, what do you think to the the fight scene? It's good again. I, I like it. Yeah, it's a lot I of like it. impressive. I think a lot of it's not um, Lauren Avedon. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, you can see it's like his hair. You know, I've mentioned his hair. You yeah. can see a lot of the fight in this. He's um, and maybe even before it as well when he's got the mask on. It's not him. Yeah. No, it looks like it's somebody from Thailand. It looks like the stunt right. choreographer or something like that doing the doing the spins and stuff. Yeah. I mean, he can do all the kicks and everything, but I'm just not sure if he could do the um selling the actual injury kick. Yeah. Did they so, get someone from Thailand for Billy Blanks? <laughs> not sure. No. Not sure. Uh, we eventually get Khan going for his special kicks and uh to get that intercut with Jake training with the wooden logs. Yeah, some flashback moves. Yeah, you know, so we can see that that taught him how to block them all and that the training worked. And uh, he ends up flipping him over, like face first onto the ground, delivers an elbow drop to the back oh. of the head. And he giving us uh, the classic, uh, this is for Prang, and kicks him. Yeah. This is for Molly, kicks him again. Yeah. And this is for my brother, kicks him one more time. And then last but not least... And this is for the life you stole from me, you bastard! <laughs> a bit, a bit long-winded. Yeah, just like, oh, come on, hurry up! <laughs> and uh, yeah, leaves Khan a bloody mess on the floor. Yeah, spins for ages, though, doesn't he? Yeah, he actually makes contact. He's Ridiculous. spinning in the air like he's just on a like a yo-yo. Yeah, yeah, walking the dog. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, then it's total silence. Yeah, the crowd stops. The director panics, runs over to the two bad guys at the top there, asks them uh, what they should do. And he says, well, we knew Khan wouldn't last forever. That means Jake will be the the new star. Get a close-up on him. So, you know, he's expendable, Khan, to them. That's what they're saying. No, he's not happy about that. He no. sits back up. Yeah. Springs back up to attack Jake. Gives him a kick backwards towards the entrance of the dome. As he hits the sort of like, um, like the step there, doesn't he? The bamboo shutter door drops down and yes. impales Khan. Like a bamboo portcullis. <laughs> nice. That Thank should you. have been our fucking band name. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write it down. Here we go on tour. <laughs> that could be the tour. The, <laughs> the name of the tour. The bamboo portcullis tour. <laughs> yeah. uh, impales Khan and with his last breath before he dies, he releases the tiny net that Molly's being held in. She plummets to the ground, but Jake sort of dives at her. I guess he saves her. Then how he saves her? She doesn't look like she was falling into the water. Even if she fell in the water, wouldn't have died, would she? Nah. <laughs> uh, she declares her love for him instantly. Yeah. Jake, I love you. He doesn't reciprocate. <laughs> no, he's tortured, isn't he? The tribe start climbing the outside of the dome to get in and kill them, but luckily the cavalry's here. In the form of, I guess, Thailand Army. Yeah, and the police and the, and the Interpol. army and everyone that you could imagine. Turns out Jake gave them the right bamboo dome death hut address this time. <laughs> He's changed his ways. He's a team player now. What you don't see, unless you watch the special features, is when they storm the wrong one. 
Yes. Yeah. And then they, they go in there, you got Mel Gibson fighting the Tina Turner. Humongous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tina Turner's in there. Yeah. Mel Gibson's like, what the hell? <laughs> Good day. Is that what he says? Yeah, he does. Good day, yeah. sugar tits. Yeah, he does. Yeah. 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 Uh, the tribe and the bad guys, they leg it as the agents close in. Uh, captain of the day turns up looking like Tom Clancy. Yeah, when, when they do scatter, um, they've even got a clapperboard for this f- snuff film. Did you see what it says on the clapperboard? I board? did indeed, yes. I paused it and uh, got closer to the scheme. It yes. says King of the Kickboxers. It does. It's yeah. the one they use for the actual film. Yes, yeah. I actually, uh, I've written that down. That's, uh, what's that What's that called? Shit. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Meta, that's it. Isn't it Meta? Is it? The name of the snuff film was going to be called King of the Kickboxers. Oh, wow. Amazing. But anyway, yeah, Captain of the Day, Tom Clancy lookalike, hugs Jake to congratulate him. And as he does that, the army uh, napalm the whole fucking village. <laughs> Just inexplicably blow everything <laughs> up. <laughs> Why the hell would they be doing that? No reason whatsoever. No, they just blow everything up. Yeah, Jake and Molly kiss as the whole village burns to the ground. Yeah, the, the villagers essentially murdering everyone else who was there. Yeah, the natives will be without a village, without a home, probably without food and without water. A con- without a bamboo dome to fight in or to dress up as uh, Hindu gods. I don't yeah, know. whatever. Well, the credits Nothing roll, that. and that's the end of the film. Superb. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! What do you reckon? I mean, there's a few of these, isn't there? You actually co- covered one as a as a written review, didn't you? Uh, King of the Kickboxers 2. Yeah. yeah, which has got no connection to this at all. But no. it also has him in it. Lauren Avedon. Yeah. Is he in, in the, yeah, in the second is, one, yeah. is he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you like this one, then? Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Everything about this is fucking goofy. The The lead man is not likeable, but the fight scenes are, are good really good yeah well i mean you you rattled off all their credentials i mean they've got it they, yeah. they can do it it's just the film itself is bloody awful he but, is so unlikable oh he's massively unlikable isn't he? he's just a total dick he's like that in every film i think that's just him yeah yeah well apparently as well um sherry rose who played molly um absolutely despised him on set yeah i, th- I think he just must be a bit of a prick yeah obviously uh follow him on twitter though so uh Lauren, if you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Lauren. Yeah. Big big, big fan. <laughs> no, he just seemed it. I don't know whether he, his, his, uh, his actual personality lent itself to have characters being all cocksure and irritating. I don't know. but He's got a face for it, though, hasn't he? he just, yeah. He's a he, smug he, fucking yeah, he, face. He just seems it. Because he, yeah, he's, he's, of his... Like, is good looking guy. Yeah. So you would kind of assume I don't know, maybe he's never really been in a fight. Yeah. He's just trained to be a fighter. And never who's, actually had like proper combat. Who would you say is the classic example of someone who's been in a fight who's an action star? You think that guy's been in a fucking fight before? Um, I don't know well, without knowing. Yeah. You mean? Yeah. Like just looking at them. Yeah. I don't know. I mean you've got to assume Statham. Yeah. He's got that sort of broken nose look about him, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, apparently not, though. Yeah. yeah. It's what, it's what Fritty used to like, make us think it was a bit weird in Lockstock and Snatch that but he who's... wasn't the like the, the heavy yeah. the character. He was like a likeable... He's sort of quick-talking. Yeah, 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 but I always used to think he looks like he used to be a boxer. Yeah. Um, What's his name from um, like the football hooligan films? He looks like it, doesn't oh, he? Oh, Danny Dyer. That's him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's his name? We put him in the fucking film picture what for Roadhouse with um Craig Fairbrass. Yeah. Do you reckon he has? He looks like he's been in a fight before, doesn't he? Yeah, but you wouldn't you wouldn't instigate that, would you? That's what I mean. No. No, he's a he's a big fella. Even though he's good looking, like you, you think Scott has. Because you see him as Boyker. Yeah. You see him in Boyker, you wouldn't fucking yeah. mess with him. Yeah. I mean that's that's the that's the thing, isn't it? But you get a lot of the people who go into these films after being in a real fighter. You can't half tell the difference. Yeah. Like we're gonna do the expendables soon as well, I believe. And uh, yeah. like that Randy Couture in that one. <laughs> Even yeah. even in the film has to explain his ridiculous ears. <laughs> yeah. So, so he, even as as character, he has to explain what's going on with his ear. Yeah, yeah. In case people are just like, "What the bloody hell is this?" <laughs> yeah, Ugh, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. So even even in the film, he has to do that. And then obviously, as they go on, they get other like, MMA people in. Yeah, I, I don't know. How many of them are we doing? Just the first one? All three. Oh, fuck. The request was for the trilogy. Oh, who the fuck Before requested the that? Adam. God damn it, Adam. Adam, demolition man, everyone will turn on you and hate you for including it. Hughes. Oh, yeah, Adam, <laughs> let's leave Let's leave the podcast out to dry Hughes. <laughs> That's him, yeah. Mm. Thank you, Adam, for the recommendation. <laughs> Appreciate it, as we'll always. get on to it. It's only been six months since you've asked for it or whatever. <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, Billy Blanks in this? Um, His acting's terrible. Awful, uh, I yeah. do think he's massively robotic, which I don't understand. And uh, but yeah, he, he, again, he can do it. Yeah, it's it's odd because he's actually more likable than uh, Jake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. And yeah. he's a rapist. And he's a rapist murderer. Yeah, yeah, but he's still more likable than the good guy, <laughs> <laughs> which is a bit odd. So uh, to to bring this part of the uh, podcast to a close, Ken. Is this film a bad film? Should it be included in the bad movie cult? Yes. Yeah, I think it did ticks boxes beyond belief yeah. on on bad bad films. I think um, the dialogue's bad. Like I mean, I mentioned that bit where they just say like, "I heard you're unorthodox, but you're good," and all that is like rubbish. Nobody uses the word unorthodox like that. Yeah. To somebody. Yeah. yeah, but I get results. All that no rubbish. That's that's spoof territory. Yeah, um, and you never say it to them. You say it yeah, to exactly, someone yeah. else. Someone else has to be part of it. Yeah. You're talking about them, maybe while they're in the background. Yeah, <laughs> being tough or something. Um, things explode for no reason. So you got like you got unnecessary explosions. Uh, the first ones in like the first five minutes where that rickshaw just blows up after being shot once. Um, stupid deaths. That are unlikely. Yes. Like the brother, the cross-eyed bits, a oh. genius move. I don't know what the hell that was about, but they just thought, ah, yeah, that'll do. You can we'll, land and be cross-eyed. We'll keep that in. The love interest is ridiculous. Love interest is pointless. Yeah. Um, and she falls just, in love with him after the being a pompous prick for yeah, the whole time he's the with her. The acting's amazing. Yeah. Shouting no more than once. Captain of the day for the same thing. He can't. He's, it doesn't even look like he's in the same fucking scene as anyone no, else. It's like he's not sure why he's angry. Yeah. He's just been told to be angry. Yeah. You just told to shout whatever you want. And you don't have any bearing on what we've just seen. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. The yeah. whole thing. I think I think it is. It's one of those. It is a bad film, but it's so enjoyable that it's a great bad film. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we could even put this as potentially it, it is good. No. I don't think anyone watching this would think that is a good film. Like. No. I mean, so, I love the film. 
So, but I don't, I don't think it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it for massively different reasons, and always have. Yeah. Maybe as a kid, I thought it was good. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I watched all of these and thought they were all good, and now, no. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm in total agreement with you. I think the the action scenes are not enough to save this from being a bad film because everything else just drags this fucking thing down. That's the same thing with even like recent Segal, though. Like because he gets actual proper martial artists into his films more often than not in his more recent ones, some the action scenes that he's not in are good, but unfortunately <laughs> the yeah. rest of the film is fucking awful. Um, so we're not going to need to go to over to our special guest for the the third vote i did have billy blanks on the line but let me just hang up on him there we go sorry billy and uh, yes we can officially say that king of the kickboxers you are part of the bad movie cult welcome welcome to the bad movie cult (laughs) and with that matter cleared up let's move on to this week's film pitch it's alive it's alive it's alive okay so my turn this week ken and what i've got is I think we're we're going buddy cop film again. Then we're going to the tried and trusted. Uh, our main our main hero is called Saxon Ironbridge. Nice. That's played by Kenby Wild. Oh yeah. You know the type, Maverick. That's Maverick cool. cop. I don't think I'll have a problem. Doesn't play by the book. Mm-hmm. You know that sort of thing. And he's getting a new partner. You know, wet behind the ears, rookie, that sort of thing. I don't like it. I work alone. Yeah. Obviously, Captain Carl Weathers. Yeah. Is he the one who's given me this uh, new partner? Yes. And because we're, we're, you know, it's about time we had our own standalone. And because of... um, So we're actually the the main guys in this. Oh, yes. Holy shit. But because of that... This is what the fans have been crying out for. Since fine and dandy. When are these two young bucks going to get a start? I like it. I like it. But because of that... That means we can splash a little bit out on the on the the villain of the piece. Oh right, but why? Because we're cheap. Yes, <laughs> we're cheap and nasty as the hero. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which will be the review. <laughs> and um, who do you reckon should be the villain? What do you reckon? Now we can splash a bit of cash. Oh, you you've not got a villain. No, I was open to Rick um. Moranis, <laughs> Clint Howard. Oh, Clint Howard's definitely got to be in it. Yeah, he's pencil pushing like he's at the desk. He's riding yeah. the desk. He's a big fan of yours. Likewise, Clint. The the main bad guy is called Cornhole Rave. <laughs> okay. Drug dealer. Cornhole Rave. Uh, drug dealer. Um, and we can splash the cash. We can because it's us being the main. But obviously, Carl. We've got some, you know, we've mates rates now with Carl. Okay, so um, does he need to have some sort of like martial arts proficiency? Not or necessarily, a, no? but if, if just, he's right just, for the just, cast, just bad bad guy pedigree. Yeah, but if he's right for the cast and he's a uh, he's martial arts pedigree, I'll, I'll accept him. Well, sure. I mean, one of the best bad guys you're going to have is Eric Roberts. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not splashing the cash out. Corn, hey, cornhole rave yeah. is going to be Eric Roberts. Why not? Okay. Unless he's coming in as like the dad of cornhole rave, senior. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the plot, do I? Yeah. 
the plot is... You know, you're not giving me much to work on here. I'm, I'm trying my best. The plot is, it, it, follow, it basically introduced, this is going to be a long-running series of Ironside. Oh, hang on, though. We're not doing... Um... We're not doing like sort of like introduce characters for twenty minutes so they get a spin off. No, no. I'm not doing the Marvel no, shit. I'm no, not having any of that. No, no, this is this is what I'm saying. This is gonna be like a sort of dirty Harry, Cobra, John Rambo, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, right, can, okay. Yeah. So um you know, the the, the first film's gonna be all about how badass Ironside is and we get introduced to his new partner who's gonna be with him for the rest of the films as well. Is is the partner you? Yes. Right. Okay. I'll be playing the partner. Um so in this one, we were facing the local crime boss, the drug dealer, Cornhole Rave, played by Eric Roberts. Like it. He's going to have to have a heavy with him. Uh, so, you know, someone can take care of business. Maybe Billy Blanks? Or is he too old now? Well, you say he was 67. Perhaps too old, isn't he? <laughs> kind of him and Eric Roberts, that's true. Michael J. White? Yes. Hasn't been in for a while? Yep. He plays Dick Bandit. <laughs> it's his heavy... Okay, he's in. He's in charge of like um, deliveries and what's what's that shit called? Deliveries, what, drug deals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's that called? You know, like shipments and shit. What's that? Smuggling. Yeah. Not deliveries. What, what, what do they like call Amazon. it? What do they call it when you're in charge of like distribution? That's it. Distribution. That's the man. He's in charge of distribution. We've got a deadly femme fatale. On that team as well. Oh, yes. I yeah. like one of them. Yep. Who we got? Salma Hayek. Oh, fucking hell. Permission to... Nope. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not, no. That's good, because that was an awful question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I imagine that's why I cut that shit yeah. down. Yeah, that would have been an awful soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're on the... What's she called? Salma Hayek. Yeah. What's her character name? She's called Backfister. Oh, fucking hell. I like that. Could she be called Backfister Sister? Yes. Has she got A A on the end of Fister and Sister? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, like it. Sounds like something Tarantino would come up with that with. Fuck Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Dick Bandit, let me... um. Get rid of that. Yeah, I've put an S on the end of that. Dick Bandits. No, Michael plural. J. White is more than one. Maybe it could be, there's brothers, two brothers. The Dick Bandits. Yes. Oh no, they can't both be called Dick. <laughs> their last name's Dick. Bandits Dick. No, their <laughs> last name has to be Bandits, surely. No, they oh, were. Oh, so, so, okay, so their surname's Dick, but they're also Bandits. Nobody calls people Bandits anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they wear tricorn hats. <laughs> Dick Turpin. Oh, fucking three amigos. <laughs> Ken, that's exactly what's happening. It's Michael J. White. Get it down. The Dick Bandits. Well, he's all of them. He could play all of them. Maybe we could have um, CGI more Michael J. White. No, we're going to have Michael J. White. We're going to have Wesley Look, Snipes. Can we have his wife? Who's that? Michael J. White. His wife. Jillian. Gillian White? Yeah. Who's she? His wife. Yeah, but who is she? <laughs> She's done films as well. Is she? Yeah. Let me have a look at her. See if I know who she She's is. She's in um, Welcome to Sudden Death, the um, unofficial sequel to Sudden Death, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. 
Gillian White. Let me have a look at her. What have I seen her in? Welcome to Sudden Death. <laughs> I've not seen that film. Oh, really? I have. Oh, I have seen her in something. Your dreams. Maybe. Maybe I haven't. Don't love MJW, eh? <laughs> We're going to have uh, Michael J. White. She can be it. Maybe she could be Backfister's sister. Okay. Well, I'll have to scribble that out then. Who's Samma Hayek then? My wife. No, you're a lone wolf. <laughs> yeah, with a wife. No, and no. family. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. She's I'm a, a happily married family man, lone wolf. She's a beat cop. Samma Hayek. Mm-hmm. At her age. Yeah. Looking like that. What do you think? All cops are just fucking promoted after they hit a certain age. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking looking like Salma Hayek. Looking like that. You're looking like Salma Hayek. She's, a, she's a DEA. Yes. In a business suit. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Who's she playing? What's her character name? She plays um, Conchita. Uh, how are you spelling that? C-O-N. C-O-N. Okay, that's fine. That's all. That's all I needed. <laughs> Espadrill. Bit racist. Shit. Um, sombrero. It's better. <laughs> what about um, flange? No, that's not enough. <laughs> Flangita. <laughs> Reyes. Conchita Reyes. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. What do you want to change the first name? To what? Um. Son. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Helen? <laughs> I don't know. Usually, you see, we, our names are some, somehow linked to the character. Oh, okay. We're just the calling DA her agent. Helen. Helen Reyes. <laughs> Helen Reyes. Just a normal name. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's true. a normal film. Yeah. I don't want like that. That's not us, no, is it? No, no, that's nothing to do with us. Uh. No. Conchita Patella. Kneecap. Patella kneecap. <laughs> That's her name. She's a doctor. Patella is a kneecap. Yeah. No, she should call both, is she? She should call the medical name and the <laughs> colloquial name for a kneecap. Her grand great great grandfather <laughs> invented the kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before him, nobody had kneecaps. Yeah. Just call her Conchita. That's it. She's got one name. You can't it's like think Madonna. She's not a fucking prince. Like Madonna. She's a fucking DAA agent. She's yeah. not a pop star. She hasn't got to have a surname. We're not going to refer to it as both names, are we? Well, we usually refer to them as their last name, don't we? When they're... That's a, it is a last name, then. Conchita? Yeah. Okay. It's Pam, if anyone wonder. <laughs> Pam, 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 Conchita. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, she's in. Yep. She's DAA agent Conchita. Agent Conchita, see, that would have done. There we go. We've got it. going round the houses with this. Just so it's not to be racist. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were, I was happy with Espadrill. <laughs> I'm just happy with Salma Hayek. <laughs> I don't care what her name is. So, yeah, we have to, she gets okay, involved, so She's obviously. my wife, yeah? No, 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 she hates you. Real? Oh. <laughs> mirroring real life. Yep. Loves me. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Absolutely no chance. Yep. Um, so what's 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 my name in this again? Saxon Ironside. That's a fucking great name. Unlikely, but lovely. What's your name? Max Justice. Do we ever find out your full name? What Max is short for? Mm-hmm. Go on. Maximilian. 
That's shit, isn't it? <laughs> Maximus. Is it Maximus Justice? Yeah. Sus. <laughs> yes. And the, the movie is basically, it's buddy cops, so, you know, it's fish out of water with me, you know, I'm fresh out of the academy, and you're like grizzled vet, been around the block. That's what they call me. They yeah. Gri- they do call me grizzled vet. So there's obviously, there's obviously a... Even though I'm relatively new in the position. There's obviously a lot of tension there, a lot of comedy moments and stuff, a little bit of backstory, a little bit of banter, all that sort of shit. And meanwhile, we're trying to bust this drug ring. They're, they're selling a new drug on the, on the streets called Prawn Toast. Ooh, that's the worst thing I've heard since Marzipan. <laughs> <laughs> Marzipan was great. That was our drug of the, of the day. Should it be something else similar to Marzipan? Should it be called something... Maybe like um, pink wafers. The pink wafers. <laughs> Sounds like a that's someone like out a, of Greece. Yeah, that's <laughs> like a girl biker gang. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we're not having. No, we're not calling the drug the pink wafers. <laughs> uh, what would you like to call it? Um, syrup. What would it's actually like? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, syrup. Yeah. Yeah. It's in a squeeze bottle. It's from Canada. Yeah, you snort it. We've got it from... <laughs> it takes ages. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been imported from Canada. Yeah. Maybe Michael Bolton is the um, the connection in Canada that gets it down across the border. Yeah! <laughs> He's really into Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, why not? Obviously, Carl Weathers is the police chief. Or the captain, should I say. Captain Carl Weathers. He's in. He's our captain, yeah? He is. And then the Dick Bandits, you've got Michael J. White. Mm-hmm. You've got... Um, you've got Backfister's sister. Yeah. She's part of the Dick, Dick Bandits. Bandits. What was her last name? Dick, then? She's married to uh, Michael J. White. Yeah. He's called Ronnie. Ronnie Dick. So that's what you go the doctors for. <laughs> Lee K. Dick. He's Ronnie Dick. And then you've got uh, <coughs> you got an, another one. He's got to be even bigger. A bigger dick? Yeah. Than Michael yeah. J. White? <laughs> yes. Get if out. that's even possible. Get out. But he'll be pleased with that. What you've said there. <laughs> what about o, o, do you know Omos is from the, the WWE? Oh. He's like seven foot tall. That's a big dick. <laughs> Omos? Yeah. Okay, don't know him. Or, yeah. or should we have the mountain? We haven't had him for a while. No, I, th- I thought they were all like a family. Yeah, they are. Oh. <laughs> well, I've fallen into a trap. <laughs> Some dialogue for you there. <laughs> you just awkwardly <laughs> shuffle out of the room. Oh no! I put Omos now. Well, fine, Omos then. I don't know who the fuck he is? But I'll put it. <laughs> Omos. Uh, he plays giant, giant dick. <laughs> yeah. Can we have um, Mighty Kong? Oh yeah, Karma. She, can she be it? What? She got a new name. That was, I think that was her name in uh, WWE. Especially for Mike Kong. In TNA, yeah. 
Yeah, Mighty Kong. What's she in? What's she doing? Um, she can be called. Um, she's in the Dick family. Right. She's one of the Dicks. Yeah. Mama. Mama Dick. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Okay, so what I've done, Ken, is I've written, I've written a scene mm-hmm. for the film. Okay. Have we got? Do we got dialogue? We have got dialogue. I've okay. highlighted Saxon Ironside. If you could play him, of course, I can. I was born to. Do you want me to be the narrator as well, doing the script notes? Yes, please. Yeah, okay. you've written the. You've written it. Are you ready? Are you? Is it up? Yep. Yeah, it certainly is. Okay, as always. Uh, interior: Captain Carl Weathers' office. Captain Carl Weathers is stood behind his desk. He's holding a mug in one hand with the words, "I like big busts and I cannot lie." Nice. Written in, written upon it. It's a pun based on the fact that he's in the police force, not because he likes big breasts, though he likes those as well. That's Carl Weathers. Across from him sits a renegade cop with five o'clock shadow, skeleton earring and mirrored aviator sunglasses. He wears a leather jacket, visual shoulder holster, Desert Eagle revolver, and his badge on a metal chain around his neck. He's chewing a toothpick and looking intense. It's our hero, Saxon Ironside. Yes. We fade in halfway through a classic Carl Weathers dressing down. Carl Weathers. You better watch your anus if you know what's good for you, Ironside. Mm -hmm. And for God's sake, keep it clean. If you refuse to keep it clean, I'll clean it for you. And And you'll enjoy it less than me, I can guarantee you that. I stopped keeping it clean a long time ago. You know that better than anyone. I've seen cops like you a hundred times before pass through this office saying the exact same thing, thinking old Captain Carl Weathers ain't going to notice how dirty I keep it. Well, let me tell you something. No one has been been dirtier than mine. It can be downright filthy when I need it to be, understood? Not really. Bottom line is, I can't trust you out there in the field. Not on your own, not anymore. So what's it to be? Riding a desk or a new partner? You know I only ride myself. I don't need no wet behind the ears, rule book thumping Johnny on the spot with a shiny new badge and an itchy trigger finger. Funny, because I was thinking that's exactly what you need. (laughs) The door opens and in walks a more handsome version of Ironside. He's a lot younger and appears to have a strange aura around him. He's wearing a freshly pressed suit, hair cropped short, and combed neatly into police-issued side parting. No five o'clock shadow to be seen, probably because he's, he was up early to get a workout in and a healthy breakfast. He's carrying a file of facts and an apple for the captain. <laughs> <laughs> captain Carl Weathers motions him to sit, which he does very well. Even Ironside thinks so, though he would never admit it. He places the apple on the desk, superbly. Mm. Captain Carl Weathers. Saxon Ironside, meet your new partner, Max Justice. Top of his class in the academy, fresh off a stint with SWAT, where he excelled in urban pacification, riot control, along with top scores in leadership, marksmanship and penmanship. Mm. He smashed records on our advanced driving laps, 100 metre sprints and long distance assault course. He also has quite the cock on it. (laughs) This is your character, yeah? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) 
I'm gonna just check in. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> Max Justice offers his hand to Saxon Ironside, who ignores it and stands up out of his chair. <laughs> he lights a cigarette and blows the smoke down towards Max Justice's face, who coughs heroically. <laughs> Captain Carl Weathers. I take it, Max, that you're aware of the man I'm partnering you with, Max Justice. Who in the police force hasn't heard of Detective Saxon Ironside, a.k.a. the Viper, a.k.a. the Pale Rider, a.k.a. El Solo Juevo? Half Viking, half Ninja, half British, all-American. Yeah. U.S. Special Forces deployed to Vietnam, recipient of three silver stars, five bronze stars, five purple hearts and the Congressional Medal of Honor. The Academy was full of stories about you, Detective Ironside, though some seem too amazing to be true. Maybe if we have time, I can ask you about some of them. Saxon Ironside takes the cigarette out of his mouth, stubs it out on the apple on the table. Captain Carl Weathers chuckles internally. The old cigarette put out on the apple trick. <laughs> Classic Ironside. Okay, Captain, you win. You want me to parade your show pony around, I'll do it. But shiny awards, big gold stars and pats on the head from teacher for being a good boy don't mean shit once you're out there on the streets. Because we both know as soon as he peers down the barrel of a gun, he'll be like a eunuch in a penis factory. <laughs> Ironside heads for the door, opens it and pauses, not looking around. Well, kid, bar opens at noon. Let's see if your fancy driving can get us there for opening time. You're buying. He leaves whilst Justice takes another apple out of the inside of his jacket pocket and replaces the previous one in one fluid, astounding motion before making his own manly exit. Captain Carweather smiles as he watches the two best damn cops on the force head out for their first day as partners. You know, man, that's, that's beautiful. You like that? Yeah. That sets everything up. Yeah. That's got everything in it. It sets out the, the backstories of both characters. Damn right it does. Carl Weathers is drudging respect and uh, maybe fathership of Ironside, as well as welcoming in the new breed of cop. Uh, I hope I wasn't too rugged there as Saxon Ironside. Absolutely perfect. Hurt my throat. Not sure we were to get a whole ninety-minute uh, <laughs> film out of it. Do you like the the nicknames for Ironside? Yeah, very much so. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I didn't understand that Spanish one. Uh, El, El Solo Juevo is the single egg. <laughs> <laughs> then now I like that one all the better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the most accurate of all of them. Yes, it is. I yeah. thought so. So that's just a little taste of what I'm going for, Ken. I like it. I can't see anybody being upset with that. <laughs> if that's actual dialogue, then that's, that's brilliant. Yeah? Yeah. I'm glad. I thought I'd just throw, you know, a little, just so it gives everyone a little bit of more of a taste of what we're aiming for here. Needless to say, we'll have... Um, I think Salma Hayek's going to absolutely fall in love with me in this. Yeah. I'm the most rugged she'll ever see. Yeah. And I'm known as the single egg. Yes, yeah. she gave you that nickname. Yeah, she loves that and shit. I think it's because you lost a testicle in, in Vietnam. Yeah, she took it. 
<laughs> Still got it around her neck. <laughs> Lock it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think that's that's great. Characters are set. Yes, exactly. And then obviously throughout it, I'm going to ask you stuff about stories that you were in Vietnam, or equally as ridiculous, or getting more and more so. Um, can I never finish them? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can I start telling the story and then we get interrupted by gunfights or yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah. I just say one word and you'll 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 repeat the word and look out into the distance. Can I can I give you like names of places <laughs> as well? Yeah. Well, like in Rambo, where he starts mentioning. Where I just tell you the places I was once. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is this reminds me of when I was in uh, Serbia. Yeah. And uh, you're just like, what do you mean? You're like, no time for that now. <laughs> yeah. Just, That's just not sort important of, right yeah, now. Just sort of give you places I was at once. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, he's a great character. Yeah. So you've got him, obviously, old school rookie, you know, cutting corners, getting the job done no matter what, and me by the book. But, you know, up to date with all the latest techniques, the latest oh, driving. Honestly, honestly, we are we are just so different. But with the same aim. And that's to get the job done. And that's what brings us together as partners. We both are on the right side of the law and we both want to serve the public. Yeah. We're both trying to protect the everyman against people, against, what was it? Syrup. Yes. <laughs> it's the curse of syrup. Yeah. Turns out that I had an older brother that died from syrup. Mm-hmm. Syrup overdose. Yeah. What was his name? Um, Minor. Minor Justice. Yes. <laughs> he was only 16. Master Bruce. <laughs> Found him in a crack house. Needle in his arm, syrup in his face. Dick. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Syrup up his ass. Yeah. Minor justice. Yeah, he'd actually fry all of his veins in his arms so he started doing it anally. <laughs> this is like it's a serious... It's going to be difficult, isn't it? This is a serious conversation we have in the car. Yeah. Are we in the car? I was I was imagining myself having a drink. No, we, we, were, we were on the, the you know... Um, on the docks. Yeah. Can we be on the docks? Sitting on the car bonnet. Yeah. Having a picnic. <laughs> <laughs> Some lovely sandwiches. <laughs> yes. Cut the crusts off for you. Yeah. I know you don't like the crusts. <laughs> I took them off. Yeah. You're like, oh my God. All I eat is the crusts. That's what you say. It's just the hand life dealt me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what do you think then? I like it. Yeah. I like it. I think it's got massive potential as well for carrying on. Yeah, I think so. What's what? What should we call it? Ironside and justice. Iron, just Sa- Saxon justice. No, Saxon Ironside. Should it just be called no, that? It can't be that. I can't, I can't take all of it. Oh, just Ironside. Well, that was that. Was that an actual? No, it's show? already. Damn it, Raymond Burr. He was in a wheelchair. I'm not in a wheelchair, am I? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That would explain the, you know, I only ride myself. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. We need something cool like Rush Hour. You know, that's like a cool name for the film. And that's just from a from a, a line in the film. Mm. Well, okay. Well, so you want me to look at the lines from the film? Watch your anus. No, that's one of your films. Mm, You've yeah. already starred in that. You've kind of been twat two of them. 
Max Justice. Carl Weathers. <laughs> Captain Carl Weathers. I call him Max Justice. What about fucking you? <laughs> I've refused to have it just named me. Have you immediately just named you? <laughs> Fuck off. If we just call it Ironside, can we have Michael Ironside in it? What about Iron Force? Iron Force. Yeah, like force, like the police. Yeah, it's it's done. Iron Force. Iron Force, and then we can do Iron Force 2. Yeah. Maximus Justice. Exactly. Yeah. It's like Lethal Weapon, but much better. It's not, it does sound much better, doesn't it? Yeah. We, we, you know, we end up making the perfect partnership, and we bring down syrup, the Syrup Empire. Yep, Cornhole Rave, gone. Yeah, we kill the dicks. Had a commission. The dicks come a cropper. Yeah. Cornwall Rave gets arrested, sent to prison. Maybe we can use him in a later episode. I think we can, because he's still running things from inside. Yeah, Michael Bolton gets um, carpet bombed. What was he called in this? Can he be called Michael Bolton? He is Michael Bolton, yeah. Fantastic. On the desk at the precinct, Clint Howard. As? He plays... um, Officer... Officer Shit Wrinkle. <laughs> Sorry, Clint. <laughs> we'll be actually giving him that name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not, maybe a, it's not could... as cool as the other names, is it, to be honest? Maybe we could give him a, like a, just a first name. Officer Davy. No. Shit wrinkle. It's called shit wrinkle. <laughs> and then throughout the, t- you know, we get help from. Um, it's actually. God damn it, shit wrinkle. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. This has shit wrinkle all over it. <laughs> Written all over it. Um, maybe uh, Salma Hayek's character can bring down Michael Bolton. Yeah. Okay. With being DEA. Yeah. Working in, you know, but obviously we're like, you know, we don't include her. She wants to be included in all this shit, but. We just send her after Bolton and we go after the, the main man and we bring in... I would never sideline Salma Hayek, <laughs> if you're listening out there. You're a lone wolf and you keep trying to ditch Max Justice as well in the beginning. I am, yeah, because I'm trying to marry Salma Hayek. Yeah. You know, you just don't trust him. You just think, oh... I don't, because he's wearing a freshly pressed suit. Yeah. Police-issued haircut. Exactly. He's also, he's reading the... You know, he, he recites, like, code to you. And rolls, yeah. Then you can't do this and that. So you, your friends with like the drug dealers are there. Your um, stool pigeons. I do what I have to do. Your informers. I yeah. do what I've got to do to get the job done. If that means greasing some palms and wanking some dicks, I'll do it. Well, Preferably. speak speaking of dicks. Yeah, yeah. We get some decent action scenes. Michael J. White gets. To, we get to see how hardcore he is in some fight scenes with is, some. Who's he fighting? Just like um, Clint Howard, people who aren't paying up their drug drug debts. Random, random hoodlums. Yeah, yeah, okay. And some policemen as well. Why not? Gets fights policemen. Yeah, there's one where we send the SWAT team in into the dicks like hideout, and the the dicks escape by beating up the SWAT team. We try and smoke them out. Yeah, smoke the dicks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes, yeah. and you get like the smoke filled like. Um, hallways and they're coming in and you see the gunfire they're knocking their guns out of the way and doing some martial arts shit. I like it if we had um, like... I don't know what Omos is going to do he can't hardly walk to be honest but... 
They left it. He's massive. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He just stands still. People he just run fucking into him. punches someone through a wall. Yeah. People run into him and fall down. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Michael J. White. Yeah. You got the the police going in. It's all smoke because they're trying to like uh, smoke him out. And um, he just comes out of the smoke with flying fists and kicks. Yeah. It's like all you can see is the smoke, and then like they they've got their guns with the lights on. You can just see the lights on the smoke. And before they can do anything, he comes like bursting out of it. Bang, bang. He's got back into the smoke. Mm-hmm. Omos comes out, drags two of them in at the same time into the yeah. smoke with them. You just see the lasers pointing everywhere. Yeah, yeah they're going crazy. Yeah, and then uh, what's her name? And somebody's just on the on the uh, radio, just going, "God damn it, what's going on in there?" What's what's her name? Who? The the woman of the. Jillian. Jillian White. Uh, she's called uh, Backfister's sister. Yeah, so she, like, as that guy's like, what's going on in there? Gets her just a knife through the, th- like, throwing knife through the throat. That's from her. Oh, she's like, back. Yeah, back throw. Yeah. Well, back. she she does fist some of them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> a newfound respect. Well, maybe, I, I suppose Selma Hayek going to have to take her out, isn't she? You have to have a girl on girl fight. I think so, yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Girl on girl fight. Um, I'll take out Omos. Of course. You'll take out Michael J. White. Yep. And then Guaranteed. We, and then we, we all take out um, Robert, take him in, arrest yep. him. And Michael Bolton, we just blow up on his yacht. <laughs> and it's me, you, and Selma Hayek in our um, like tropical wear on, the, yep. on another yacht yeah. <laughs> with <laughs> our police badges. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obviously still in a like and a tropical champ- and champagne. I'm in like a tr- tropical Hawaiian suit still. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's the end. But Michael Bottom's not dead because he's in the next one. Well, there we go, and then we can do a, a sequel next time we do a cop film. We'll do a sequel for it. Let's remember it. Put it down in the book. Nice. We said it before that we'll do sequels to these things. Well, this is this Superb. is the one we'll do. We got dialogue as well. What did you think? What did you think to this week's episode? Let us know. The email address, badmoviecult at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us living on a prayer. If you want to discuss this week's episode with other cult members, you can just need to search for the Bad Movie Cult discussion group on Facebook. All links will be available in the show notes. If you enjoyed the podcast and are wondering, how the hell can I fund Iron Force, the film? How the hell can I support these two young entrepreneurs in their quest for cinematic glory? All you need to do is like, follow, or subscribe to us. <laughs> to be honest, you send us money would be the answer to that question. Or send it's us a money. crazy question to answer with just say like. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to get a film made, is it? It's not how films get made, people liking things. Uh, well, in my world, I'll pay, they are. pay my bills with all these likes. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the currency in the future. Shit. (laughs) I'll add that as well. That's that's the sequel. Uh, And whatever platform you listen to us on, if you could please leave us a rating or review. We We don't really hammer this home, to be honest, in most of our episodes, but ratings and reviews are an absolutely massive help in getting us found by new listeners. So if you do have time and can drop us a review on uh, any of the platforms you listen to us on, it will be a massive help. Please and thank you. You can find all previous episodes as well as written reviews of films not covered on the podcast on our website. That's www.badmoviecult.com. And join us again next week where we'll be back with another movie review deep dive 
right here on the Bad Movie Club podcast. Goodbye now. Goodbye, everybody. Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Yeah, I ain't shooting Billy Blanks tonight, baby. <laughs>